Mic check. I've had visions of doom. Fit thankful. In the streets of Manhattan, hope the rain comes soon. What dirty does, got soil and green inside the beef wrapping trap. Shooting the jungle up to Sinclair, gotta eat fast. Something sinister let us hear. Worse than your dinner, clearly conflict is riddles here. How does murder world bypass all the OSHA violations? Dark Phoenix gets scot free with total annihilation. Good morning. Good morning. I don't know what time y'all listening, but what up? Good day. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to Afro Movie Review, the podcast. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> it's early, y'all. We are recording early morning. The day of release because life was life in and this is the time that we're recording we're still going to be consistent and release at 12 every wednesday. every wednesday so we are doing what we have to do so welcome back the voice that you're hearing with a little bit of <clears throat> morning you know a little bass to it <laughs> this is mo afro movie reviewer chocolate chip podcaster and i am keeps yeah, yeah, let's get into it. This is the 18th episode of our little podcast, baby. Yes. So this is season two. The movie of the episode is Carrie. The year is 1976. Let's rock, paper, scissors. Let's go. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, oh, I thought you, we would have, if you would have chosen scissors, it would have been the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go again. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, you won. Rock <laughs> beat scissors. And okay. So let's go ahead and get started with the history reel. So none of mine are like lighthearted and good. So we're just going to jump right in. <laughs> okay. So my first fact is January 27th. He told a UN resolution that called for independent Palestinian state. Okay, so know those words individually. Go ahead and break it down for me. So basically, the UN had like this plan to make Palestine, Palestine, excuse me, excuse me, uh, independent state, and the U.S. was like, no, because of their ties to Israel since Truman of 1948. They've been tied to Israel because of the water ways in the oil reserves because that's when israel became a country after world war ii right okay which america had a whole big like like a huge hand but the allied partnership had a hand in ending world war ii and then kind of as like creating the u.n and and created the u.n created israel as a country decided where that land was going to be like all of that all of that was a result of um the end of World War Two, so that makes sense. It's just crazy to me how 1976, and then like you know, now it's just like now it's just like popping off. No, it's been popping off, but like it's yeah, been popping off all them years. But like, I feel like the U.S. is a, responsible for a lot of the anti-Palestinian um, rhetoric that comes with the occupied land that is Palestine and like Israel being there. Mm-hmm. So. That's fucked up, because, like, I mean, this isn't the first time I feel like that they've had this, like, oh, Palestine should be a state, and the U.S., because of their ties with Israel, is always like, no, because... It's one of the major voting factors in the no decision. Yeah, I feel like, because U.N. was started by what? Soviet Union, U.S., China, one more, Germany, maybe? 
and UK. It couldn't it couldn't have been Germany? Was it? I mean, the Soviet Union was there. What's? I don't know because because Germany and Hitler and all that stuff past World War Two they had they was against them. Uh, my bad, France. Yeah, okay. I'm like white country. Yeah, because that was that was a white ass war. It really was. But there were so many like smaller facets of um, European countries that were like just smaller countries that really didn't have nothing to do with them big countries that were just fucked up and taken over, and so it became they shit too. But like. And those are just like the five permanent members of the Security Council. Ah, that makes sense. They was the big dogs in the fight. Uh, I still don't understand how China got up into it other than... China uh, is scary. Like They're huge. And, and Jap- Japan is scary too because Japanese kamikaze fighters, that became a thing in World War II. Like they had never seen somebody so willing to die for their country. The shit was wild, right? Japan is terrifying. I just don't understand how they ended up in the fight. I, I, maybe that's something I have to because definitely that part of like history class in high school, I was bored as fuck. The history teacher was not giving it to me in a way that was making it interesting. But adult me likes historical documentaries and historical um, fictions as far as books and then watching historical reenactments. So I get my version of history and how I know history now from those three things, not from my historical like when it was supposed to be given to me in high school, my K through 12, you know? <laughs> so. If you know, let us know. Cause like, and if we're wrong, let us know. Please, yeah, hit us up at the email, T-O-A-M-R-P-O-D at gmail.com and let us know some facts because that's, I mean. People that like history, we just, yeah. we're not like experts in these things. We, but we don't, we also don't want to spill harmful rhetoric. And right. So think of this something like drunk history where it's like we're doing our best, but like also you might be able to be like, hey, <laughs> correction time. <laughs> okay. Um, hold on, I'm making a note. All right. Um, so my first fact is kind of short and sweet. Okay. Uh April 22nd, Barbara Walters becomes the first female U.S. nightly new network news anchor. That was so many ends in a row. <laughs> um, and it's on ABC News. So I thought that that was pretty cool because um, beforehand, I guess, news, you know, news was not a 24-hour thing. They had respectability and times that the TV shut off, right? So if anything happened major overnight, it would be bing, 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 breaking news breaking in the morning news. time. <laughs> right? That's how it goes. So then when they decided they was going to have nightly news, it must have been all sausage, like all men anchors on the nightly news. And they were like, oh, God, they're just sending people to bed with like, man, news. Good night. <laughs> oh, that's testosterone. Can you sleep? <laughs> Could you sleep? After hearing these fools just be like, yeah, and this is the news. I really get that from... Um, from family no i think it's i think it's family guy one of the news anchors they ask him like what's the news like what's the weather's like and he's all yeah (laughs) it's gonna rain (laughs) (laughs) ollie with the weather so like i think i get that from that so my mind is thinking that type of news anchoring at the nighttime right uninterested so then they shake it up (laughs) barbara walters (laughs) 
I bet you she had that calm, soothing voice too to just lull you to sleep. Oh, and she was like younger Barbara Walters with that blonde. She was like beautiful, and she's like, "This is the news with goddamn Barbara Walters." Oh, gee. And I bet you she monopolized that for a minute. I know. I wonder when the next uh, woman news anchor came in for a nighttime show. Like ABC was really iconic for that because they were like, everybody else got men. Guess what we gonna do? Very cool. They, and they may have had a, a male counterpart. I don't know. Didn't look into it. I just felt like Barbara Walters should shine because that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your second fact? Um, okay, June sixteenth. Again, none of these are good. The Sawada, Sawada, Sawada. Sorry, I cannot pronounce that right. Uprising in South Africa begins. Sawido. Sawida. God damn English. Mm-hmm. Well, not English. But no, my English <laughs> brain. Oh, yeah. True. Let's blame that. I like yeah. that. Series of demonstrations and protests by Black students opposing the new law forcing Afrikaans as the language of instruction. So in 1975, Afrikaans had to be used for mathematics, arithmetic, arithmetic social studies from grade 7 and up, and English would be used for general science and practical subjects. So home craft, needlework, art, and woodwork. The indigenous languages would only be used for religious instructions, music, and physical culture. Mm. So 20,000 students participated in the protest and were met with police brutality. Many were shot and killed. Mm-hmm. Now sources say 700 to 1,000, 700 fatalities and 1,000 people were injured. But huh. those numbers might be skewed. It might have. You know how they like to to downplay things. I want to say the movie Serafina is about uh, the Soweto uprising with the students. Um, it is a movie that my grandfather loved. He had it on VHS at his house, so we used to watch it. Um, and I think it's kind of a musical. The kids sing a lot, but Whoopi Goldberg is the teacher. I don't know. I put it on the list because I think it's something that we should watch. It was it was culturally impactful for me because I didn't know about the Soweto uprising. And I could be, again, incorrect about that because I haven't watched it in years. But either way, Seraphine is now on the list. And that's June 16th great. is wow. a public holiday in South Africa now. Because I know that's right. I know that's right. I Bless those youth. I am Will. Bless those youth because without them, the game wouldn't have been changed for all of South Africa. That's amazing. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to stick in June um, and with students. Ahaha. Uh, so June 10th, uh, the 49th National Spelling Bee pops off. And a student by the name of Tim Neal, I'm assuming, because it's K-N-E-A-L-E, wins the spelling bee by spelling the word narcolepsy. Now, of course, because I'm looking at the word, I'm like, yeah, I can spell narcolepsy. Uh- <laughs> N-A-R-C-L-O. P-O-S-Y. Close. N-A-R-C-O-L-E-P-S-Y. Where is that E coming from? Narcolepsy. Oh. Lepsy. Cool. So from the... I'm like, what? Whatever. And also, it's like, they have these kids spelling medical terms. Like, that's messed up, because that's like Latin. What? But Tim Neal said, got it, okay? Um, so according to the National Spelling Bee's website, I got this information from there. Uh, they have been promoting literacy since 1925. 
the National Spelling Bee began in 1925 when nine newspapers joined and decided that they would host a spelling bee. And so 90 years later, their literacy effort has continued to reach 11 million students each year. That means that there are 11 million babies, K through 12. That can spell their ass off. And they're participating in- Let's get it because and they're being challenged to spell, which is very cool. Like not everybody's going to participate, but 11 million students a year are. Um, so that means that like their schools are doing small spelling bees. They're going to like local champions, national champions. And then God damn it. Here we are. The guy, remember like, as a child doing a spelling bee? I did a spelling bee. I was third. <laughs> I did a spelling bee and I... I remember it was sixth grade was like the maybe the first and last time that I participated. Um, and we had the challenge in my class and everybody just knew I was going to win. And that pressure made me mess up on a word that was really simple. So I finished second in my class. And then they were mad because the person that went on first and would compete against other classes, they just knew like they're going to get out the round real easy. And they got knocked out like second round out of all of this. Like, you know what I mean? Wow. So, they were people were really upset with me and that kind of pressure is just something I didn't want to deal with anymore. Don't pressure your students. That's how I feel in my life. No, no, no not not from the teachers, from the kids. Uh, These were other uh, sixth graders who were like, Mo, what the fuck? <laughs> they just were upset with me and I couldn't take it. So when seventh grade came and they were like, Oh, looking at me for spelling bee, I was like, I can't spell. I don't even read books no more. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Ah, okay, what's your third fact? My third and final fact, April 13th, the U.S. Treasury Department reintroduces the $2 bill. I love $2 Jefferson, bills. Right? On Thomas Jefferson's 233rd birthday as a part of the United States Bicentennial Celebration. Oh, fuck, fuck that, that part. Bro. Like, <laughs> that $2 bill, though, please bring that back into production. Like, that's all Run down. That's good luck, baby. Or good luck. Is that a Black people thing? Like, is that us? Because, or maybe it's an everybody thing because $2 bills were so rare to have and find that if you got one, it was kind of good luck. But, it was like, good luck. I you, saw a post. Was, what? I said they were so scarce. They were. They were. I saw a post recently and I think it was like from a Gen Z person or like a very young millennial. And it, I can't I don't want to put this on a millennial. But the person was like, is this real? Because they what? got left a two dollar bill. Two, they got left two two dollar bills as a tip as part of their tip. Oh and they God. were like, is this real? And people were like, bitch, if you don't pick up them two dollar bills and, and hold oh. on to them, please. I'll give, you, I'll give you four dollars. Give them to me. Run them. You don't think they real? I'll give you two. I will give you four dollars, baby. You want quarters so that you can clank it, clank it, and feel if it's real for real. You want dollars so they can bend and fold in your oh pocket if you want. Give me them two dollar bills. Because what? The last two dollar bill that I had, um, I had been holding on to it for a really long time, so it went through all kinds of stuff, and I started to feel like you know maybe your luck is worn out. So I spent it, and I'm waiting for another another one to come back my way. I can't even remember when the last two dollar bill I had, but definitely when I get, when I get one, one, it's going in my Bible. You know, oh, okay. My grandpa was also the person who used to give us two dollar bills. This is a grandpa episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um, my final fact is actually kind of interesting for me because I was like, "What the fuck?" And it's a longer one. Um, November nineteenth, Patty Hearst is freed on fifteen million dollar bail. Fifteen. USD, 15 American dollars, 15 million American dollars. So I said, 
Who huh? the fuck is Patty Hearst? What did she do to get a $15 million bail? What the fuck did she do? Okay, so Patty Hearst is known for being kidnapped and indoctrinated into this, uh, this, like, alt group. I don't know which side, but, like, this group that was just, like, for the shit. They just was, like, trying to get over, like, not trying to get over. They were trying to make their movement big, right? So they were called the Symbionese Liberation Army. So, okay, she just happened to live next to their uh, hideout. Oh, they're a left-wing group. So she just happens to live next to their heart, their hideout in Berkeley, right? That's what they say. But she is the granddaughter of a magazine and newspaper mogul. So big money, like big old money. So she was kidnapped from her apartment on February 4th, 1974. And this, they called them an urban guerrilla left wing group called the Symbionese Liberation Army, which is hyphen or like is uh <laughs> reduced to SLA. Okay. Afternoon. So yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so they were her family is some big old money anti-commie people, right? So the fact that they figured out that she lived there probably didn't hurt in their kidnapping efforts. They were like, yeah, bitch, we're about to make something happen with you. Um according to her, she was kidnapped, held it for held in a closet for a week. She was blindfolded that entire time. Her hands were tied. She said she was sexually assaulted, threatened with death and tortured. Um, she was let out for meals and to go to the bathroom, but she was always blindfolded. And eventually she started to get sat down for the group political discussions. Um, so that was February. By April, they said they offered her a choice of being free to the public, like going back to wherever she was or staying with them. And, and they had taken off the blindfold and like we're trying to, because she had been participating in group discussions or whatever. And I guess comments and talking, whatever, they were like, so how do you feel? And she decided that she would stay. But she said she was still being sexually assaulted by the leaders of the SLA. Um, this was a man named, the founder's name is Sink, C-I-N-Q-U-E, but real name Donald DeFreeze. And there was another person that she mentioned as well. So this was April, right? April 15th, 1974. She robs a bank in San Francisco with an M1 assault rifle. Bitch, you okay. got money. Call your family. But she's also, ugh, you're in a cult, call your dad is one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> it's one of my favorite quotes from this um, this other podcast called My Favorite Murder. That shit is funny as shit. You're in a cult, call your dad. That's exactly what the fuck was going on with her. So she robs a bank in San Francisco. Two men entered the bank while, they, while she was robbing them and they were shot and wounded by other SLA members who were standing guard and doing whatever. Um, they get away, right? May 1974, they participate in another robbery that's just at like a little store or whatever. And she's the getaway driver. But she ends up um, bussing during that one, right? She is not only just the driver, but when people come out shooting at them, she start bow, 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 bussing from the car. And she's, she's laying down such heavy fire that they like suppressing them, okay? So they can't shoot back, they get away again. But they're able to find some information. There's like, whatever, I don't know if it wasn't CCTV, but they were able to piece together things um, and figured out that this group and, and Patty Hearst were responsible for the for the robbery then, right? She was arrested on September 18th, 1975, and they described her as malnutrition, mal, malnourished. She was severely malnutritioned. And she said they said she was acting like a zombie. She was not at all herself. So when it comes down to it, she gets charged with her crimes. She's initially sentenced to 35 years, but the original trial judge died, right? Like, Damn, did she do that? Yeah. 
Did the SLA do that? <laughs> Are they responsible? So she, she, they die, like he dies or whatever. And so they place a new judge over it. And that judge changes her sentence to seven years. Okay. That's so fine. then Jimmy Carter becomes president and he commutes her, her um, federal sentence to 22 months, the time that she has served. And he freed her eight months before she was eligible for her first parole hearing. He was just like, listen, what you went through was too much. Go ahead and go home. Nigga, she robbed a bank and shot people up. I don't know what happened to her co-conspirators, but she absolutely was in a cult. Should have called her dad. She, she was brainwashed. They said that she was not herself. The pictures of her before she was kidnapped and when they found her, whatever, she does look different. You can tell that there was some shit happening, right? So in... 2001 like she doesn't go back to jail her sentence is commuted but she is just i don't know just kicking it with this hanging over her head i guess i don't know um in 2001 the last day of president bill clinton's fucking um day in office he granted her a full pardon so then she recovered all of her full civil rights and she went on to be talked about her like she was probably already talking about her story in between those times because the name patty hearst was vaguely familiar but i didn't know why and it's because she was one of the first people to be like local terrorist kidnapped her and made her become a local terrorist. So her story was kind of unique in that way. I'm mad like nobody was like, oh, this person has suffered very much tra traumatic events. How about we get her some therapy? And I think she did have therapy and stuff like that, but they absolutely were they it just was an interesting way that they handled her and her case um bank robbery if nobody died it's just money <laughs> you right you know what i mean you are so right because y'all they're like print the fdic more. print more y'all don't have the gold to back it anyway we just yeah. fucking with the market anyway do the shit do that shit because if no one died, obviously people robbing banks are in need. Now, if you get down to it and the need is they just wanted to be ballers and have yachts, then okay, slap them with more than a something on the wrist. Slap them with some cuffs, I guess. I don't know. I don't believe in jail, but that I guess if you was just greedy and going for self, fine. But if you were robbing banks because you were trying to, this was a quote left wing. What were, what were they trying to achieve? That's was the I'm money to trying to figure to, out you know look keeps about to google <laughs> usually sla the symbionese Symbi liberation army mm. oh symbionese i don't know why i stuffed it s-y-m-b-o-n-i-e-s-e -E -E, i think they call everything. It's about some. It's a terrorist group. That's listen because they were local terrorists. They kidnapped somebody, according to the FBI. But I don't. I don't believe the FBI. <laughs> when they say things like this. I'm sorry. You're we just, can't trust the FBI. I don't. Mm, what was yeah. your okay beliefs and symbols? Yeah, let's look into that. From the word symb symbiosis is where they took their name. Okay. Well, so, this, should, this was my fact. I should have done the research. But... Encompass the unity of all left-wing struggles, feminists, anti-racist, anti-capitalist, and others. They wanted all races, genders, and ages to fight together in a left-wing unified front and to live together peacefully. 
That don't sound too bad. I'm just saying it sounded like they, they was the group had a majority white members. You know they did because because what nobody else is gonna sign up to live in a dirty ass compound and start to <laughs> <smoke>? <laughs> mm. Mm. And I don't know that their compound was dirty dirty. I'm just assuming that Berkeley in the seventies wasn't the cleanest place. They so. had one black member, one Chitano member. That's it. That's not enough representation for me. Not enough. So that's my third fact. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the plug. The plug. So yes, Imp was the one that played us in and will be playing us out this episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. But our plug for today is Miss Antonia Stovall with a doula with pride based in Atlanta, Georgia. Antonia is a queer donor certified birth doula providing emotional, educational, and physical support to birthing people during the pregnancy, labor, and beyond. Oh, that's right. Services include a complete package from birth planning to postpartum, but you can also ask about individual services. So if you want labor support or if you only want uh, postpartum visits, uh, prices are on their website and on a negotiable sliding scale according to financial need. They offer compassionate advocacy and accompaniment. Accompany, they will accompany you for accompaniment. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. For abortion care. She travels anywhere within the metro Atlanta area and no extra cost and if, for no extra cost and if outside the area she is willing to zoom. Intersectional inclusive pregnancy care. Her website is a doula with pride.com. Her ID a doula with pride. Yes, Lord. What a beautiful plug. I'm just... We need more Black doulas and Black black queer inclusive and intersectional inclusive doulas. I love that. Okay, well, I just have like our regular plug. It's not as good as that one, but it's still awesome. We want the musicians, actors, and influencers to hit us up. Musicians send us uh 15 to 25 i don't remember how many seconds the clip is um but go ahead and send us your music so that we can feature you the way that we did imp for three episodes as intro and out um actors send us original uh video of you reenacting your favorite scenes from a movie so that we can post you on our page with active network links influencers if you have a product if you are the product hit us up because we're trying to plug you as well because hashtag we are the the plug plug. hashtag Hashtag. we are the hookup yes lord so let's get into it keeks what do your afro lenses look like my afro lenses for the season is my little monocle with the laughing white skull in the um frame that is attached to a pocket wide attachment so that I can always check you. Clocks. And <laughs> I know that's right. What um, Afro lenses look like for the season? My Afro lenses are my legless, frameless, blue oil slick, uh, looking like, uh, what you call it from? What you call it? <laughs> <laughs> Just the balance on my nose. They have the metal, kind of like gun metal, uh, little links hanging down with my Afro picks hanging down from the sides on the outside. Yeah, so... Let us know what your lenses look like. Send that to T-O-A-M-R-P-O-D at gmail.com. And that's Tasha, Octavia, Amari, Michaela, Rochelle, Pamela, Octavia, this dick at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. You can also hit us up on the social medias. You know which ones they are. We don't because, bruh. But it's Instagram and Twitter. (laughs) Uh, Snapchat really not popping off because I don't like Snapchat post Rihanna, that whole like thing that they did with her. 
Um, do you remember that? I don't know what they're talking about. Oh my God. When Snapchat had like bruises that kind of looked like um, repost her thing with Chris Brown. Oh my God. When was this? This was years ago. I stopped using it, but I apparently never like deactivated the account. So that's why it got turned into Afro Movie Reviews account because people were still following the page even though nothing was happening. And now I'm like, I still don't want to use it because fuck Snapchat. I only used it at first when it came out because it was all popular. But then they was like, oh, yeah, everybody can see your location. I was like, that's dumb dead. Turn that off. <laughs> so I was like, delete. So. Delete that shit. I feel that. <laughs> all right, Keeks. Well, what is the movie synopsis? The movie synopsis, Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl who is sheltered by her domineering religious mother, unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom. That the fuck she did. All right. So I have two, four, five actors. I have five actors. Bet. Okay. Who's your number one? Number one. Miss Carrie White herself, Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek. Let's get into her. All right. So Sissy Spacek, born Mary Elizabeth Spacek. She's an American actress and singer. I did not know. Yeah. Her name was Rainbow with no W. <laughs> <laughs> That's, isn't that like That's um, the character on uh, Blackish is Rainbow? I don't know if she has a W, though. I don't think she, I don't know if she has a W. That's hilarious. <laughs> but her, uh, she got her stage name from her brothers because her brothers call her Sissy. Oh, I call my Sissy Sissy. This is a family episode. <laughs> but um, Sissy Spacek is the recipient of numerous accolades, including an Academy Award, three Golden Globe Awards, a Screen Actors Guild Award, and nominations for four British Academy Film Awards, three Primetime Emmy Awards, and, a, and another Grammy. She has worked. Uh, 1967, her 18 year old brother died from leukemia. Oh, no. She, she felt because she experienced such a tragic act at such an early age was the reason why she was brave and the experience added more depth to her work. So I feel she, that because she seems layered. Um, her film debut was as an extra in Andy Warhol's Women in Revolt in 1971. Uh, but her first credited role was in a movie called Prime Cut in 1972. And she played, again, Layered. She played a character named Poppy, who was a girl sold into sexual slavery. Yes. In 72. Giving it to the people. Okay. Um, so, so she was 27 when she was filming Carrie. Bless. She want to put that out there. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. Because... Oh. Ooh, my God, we'll talk we? about it. But oh we'll, my God, all she, right, because I had to look up their ages. I was like, what the hell? But no, she was 27 when she was filming Carrie. Bless. Ooh. All right, so she um, married some guy that she met on the set of The Badlands. They have two children together, one of which is an actor, and she pretty much raised her kids on a farm near Charlottesville, Virginia. Yeah, I don't have much else except she narrated To Kill a Mockingbird, and she has her own memoir. memoir. I don't know that I've seen To Kill a Mockingbird, and that's what that and um, it was the audio book. Oh, wait, period. I, yeah, don't oh my god, we had a I, whole play as like middle school. They was like, Go see this, read this book, and we go go see the it's play. Literally, it's literally something that babes always like, What the fuck was California on? Because I don't think that was a part of our required reading. And but I you think read The Grapes of Wrath, did no, because we never in did. the south, no. Yeah. Well, I skimmed it. I mean, it sounds boring. What does what does greats got to be mad about? 
And also, all they was doing was like traveling and dying. Like, oh my God. Somebody's name is like something of Rose, like Primrose of, of Sharon. Like, what is this name? It's honestly whatever. Uh, yeah. So, should we be fans? I like her. Come on, Miss Rainbow. Okay. I like her too. I'm with it. She worked. Okay. Who's your uh, next person? My next person is Amy Irving, who is Miss Sue. Sue Snell, yeah. Sue Snell, um, American actress, singer, worked in film, stage, and television. Nepotism. Her father was a film and stage director. Her mother was an actress. Show <laughs> enough. Show enough. But she's listen. Snow, uh, Amy Irving was gorgeous. I was like, all these people are really, really beautiful. They chose some really attractive white people. people. Yeah. Um, she her accolades include an Obie Award, which we really need to look into that because somebody else that we've mentioned had an Obie Award. And I'm thinking um, the musical instrument. It has to. It has to be. Uh, she also has a Razzie Award, R-A-Z-Z-I-E. Don't know. <laughs> uh, but she has nominations for two Golden Globes and one Academy Award. So she's been on the stage since she was nine months old. Baby. Her father traded her for spun gold in Rumpelstiltskin. Baby. <laughs> she was working. She was the firstborn that Rumpelstiltskin stole off, Okay. Very fun. She appeared um, in the Broadway production of Amadeus and a film called, that was in 1980. And then also in 1980, she was in a film called Honeysuckle Rose. And she got a Razzie Award for the worst supporting actress. So I think the Razzie Award is that womp womp blows raspberry award. Now she auditioned for the role of Princess Leia. But then when she didn't get it, she went into Star and Carrie. So I was like, okay, it's a lot of folks that auditioned for this like major Baby, somebody else in this movie tried out for Star Wars and didn't get it. But um, about Amy Irving, she dated uh, Steven Spielberg from 1976 to 1980. Because she she gave her a role and then took it back when they broke up. Oh, shit. That is petty as fuck to me. Manipulative as shit. Steven Spielberg is a little little, uh, petty hoe. A message, then, message that loves drama. They went to Marion from 1985 to 1989. Like, they broke up for, like, five years. And they and got married? They got married. And then she received an estimated $100 million settlement after the judge controversially vacated a prenuptial agreement that had been written on a napkin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get your sit signed by legal legal representation. That's funny Get to that me. shit notarized. Have your lawyer there. Uh, or that because she got big money and she said and you know what she should have known he was a bitch when he snatched back her goddamn role but she said you know my heart likes you and loves you and i'm gonna try it again um she also had a brief relationship with willie nelson so i hope she was token and smoking yeah she she provided the singing voice for jessica rabbit and who framed roger rabbit oh shit because literally when we had should we be fans i said sure i don't know that fact alone you got to be right (laughs) What? Jessica Rabbit was the woman of my dreams. I wanted to be her. I wanted to look like her. And she was like, she was a cartoon. She was amazing. Beast. No, no. Give it to me, Amy Irving. She was the youngest cast member at 23. But grown still. Bless. But grown still. Bless. Okay. Um, so are you a fan? I am a fan. Okay. Um, my third person name is William Cat. Tommy Ross. Yes. Tommy Ross. Uh, American actor and musician best known for being the star of a television series called The Greatest American Hero. 
I think that's older than me. I, do, I, I have no familiarity with it at all. Not at all. He did carry at age 25. Bless. So. Also. Okay. So he tried out to be Luke Skywalker, but Mark he Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill came in and said, wham, wham, wham. But you know what? Tommy was blonde, and I can't imagine a blonde Luke Skywalker. I don't know. Maybe because it's already set in stone. Maybe because it's already set in stone. I also have very vague knowledge of Star Wars, so don't let me act like I know stuff. <laughs> I'm about to say the first Star Wars I saw was the one with the black guys. So which we've which we've talked about because you saw the one with uh, Daniel Boyega, John Boyega, John. That's you, Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya and John. They both Boyega. fine. They I are. Know. They are. Dark Boyega, beautiful. Ooh. Ooh, the dark skin society. That DSO. All of them. Hey y'all! Hey, <laughs> if you listening, okay, y'all should listen, please. If you if you get movie reviews from anybody else, it's biased because it's white. Let's start there. Because yeah, <laughs> I I can't wait to do Get Out, and when we do um when we do do Star Wars, I can't wait to do the seventh one. I don't know. I don't remember which one that was. I don't but, know which one because you saw the one with John Boyega, and I've seen the one with Donald Glover. So it'll be fun to get into the Star Wars seasons in general because that's all that I have. And I can't I wait to talk shit about that nigga. I forget Donald about Donald Glover. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I only watched that one really because Donnie Yen was in it. It was not the Donald Glover appeal. Donnie Yen? Donnie Yen's in it, and that's my guy all day. Wherever he goes, I'm a follow. I'm a watch. I'm a be there. I'm a support. I think I saw that shit in the theater. Yes, give him my money. Donnie Yen. <laughs> The baddest man. He's so awesome. He's so awesome. Anyways, uh, should we be fans of William Cat? I mean, I, I guess. I don't I you know what? I I watched this episode of um of King of the Hill and Bobby takes self-defense classes, so literally wrote he worked, but also that's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, cause Bobby. Okay, so I I don't know. Uh, who do you have for number four? I have Nancy Ellen, Chris Hargison. I don't have her at all. And when I watched the movie, I was like, should I go back and add her? I don't know how I don't. I don't have. I have Piper Laurie as my last one. So I did not put down John Travolta. Even though I, I put him, down I John like, Travolta. I, I did. Hairspray. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hairspray. <laughs> Anyway, Nancy Ellen, American actress, a daughter of a New York City police lieutenant, so automatic op. Um, <laughs> you better call it. She is aspired to be a dancer, and she switched to acting in her 20s. And she really made a name for herself because she had a series of films with Brian De Palma in the 70s and the 80s. She mm-hmm. was 26 when she did Carrie. Thank you for Thank that. Thank God. So she had that whole oh, this is my main director because that was the person she married in 1979. He was also the director of Carrie. He was. She was 29 and he was 39. She was 29 bad bitchery. In 1979 when they married. And then, no, no, no. Well, if she, well, this was 76, so she was 26 when she did the movie. Still bad bitchery because they, they were giving, they were trying to be high school students, whatever. That's why John Travolta turned around and did Grease with Olivia Newton-John. May she rest because she just passed away. Aww. Yeah, like I think this week sometime. 
<laughs> Sorry to break it down, but yeah. I know, divorced. She divorced Brian in 1984. Um, <laughs> and she got two, three Saturn nominations, but she settled, she stepped down from acting in 2008 and became involved in cancer support after her friend Wendy Jo Sperber died of breast cancer. Okay. And in 2010, she was named executive director of the We Spark Cancer Support Center in Los Angeles, which was founded by her friend who died of breast cancer. Big stepper. Okay. That's how, that's how you like make sure your friend's memory lives on you. You step in, you keep that work going. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I like that. Okay. Well, I have John Travolta. Let's go, John. I saw saw her. I was like, nigga. Yes. American actor, singer, uh, came to public attention in the 70s because he was on a television sitcom called Welcome Back, Cotter from 75 to 79. Um, and then he was he had box office success with Carrie in 76, Saturday Night Fever in 77, Grease in 78, and then Urban Cowboy in 1980. Um, they were saying that most of his movies in the 80s were flops. He had a couple of good ones, but he was like doing too much. Like he was really a method actor who was putting his all inside, like he was losing weight for roles or gaining weight for roles or being too, but not in the Jim Carrey way of being like annoying on set. I didn't read anything about that. Um, but he didn't really get popular again until he did Look Who's Talking with Christy Alley in 1989. Um, he became a member of the Church of Scientology in 1975. He was handed Ooh. a, yes, he was handed a book on Dianetics when he was on set for a movie. Did he leave? Nah, nigga, that, that nigga's still a Scientologist. Uh, don't like him. Listen, so that's gonna be <laughs> hashtag Scientology. Because um, them, I mean, we don't have no, they won't come searching for us because we don't give them no money anyway. <laughs> um, but he, one of the facts that I thought was interesting was that he danced with Princess Diana when she visited the White House in 1985 because he was like, had some whatever success that, you know, she wanted to meet him. And the dress that she wore at the White House became known as the Travolta dress. And I said, girl, what? She's motherfucking Princess Di. And that like, nigga's just regular ass. He's John Travolta. Kiss my ass. nobody. Come on. In comparison to Princess Diana, a big nobody. So, you know, anyway, should we be fan of that fool? Conflict. Yeah, nah. ugh, ugh, no, ugh. Because of the Princess Diana fact and the fact that you in Scientology, baby, you in a cult. Call your dad. <laughs> listen, listen. Um, yeah. So then my last person is Miss Margaret White. Ooh, who's Margaret White? Because that is not my last person. Pop, Piper oh. Lori. Okay, my bad. Margaret White's the character. <laughs> okay, I was like, that ain't it. Yes, Piper Lori. All right. Um, American actress. As of 2022, her career has spanned 70 years. Seven zero. I ain't done shit for longer for 70. than 70. I ain't done shit for 70 months. What? <laughs> what? That's crazy. So crazy. She was born Rosetta Jacobs and she's one of the last surviving stars from the golden age of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. My nigga. For that alone, we should be fans. But she is known for her roles in films like The Hustler, 1961. Carrie, um, Children of a Lesser God, 1986, which of course we know, um, all of which brought her Academy Award nominations. She signed uh, a contract with Universal Studios in 1949, and that's when she changed her name to Piper Laurie. But she mm-hmm. dated, her breakout role was Lu- uh, Louisa in 1950, 
with mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan, who she dated a few times before his marriage. And in her oh. autobiography, she said she lost her virginity to him. Whoop, 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 whoop. You lay down with the literal devil. Uh, before he was the devil, though, he was just an actor. <laughs> he says that gives me nothing. Uh-huh. Um, in 1962, she was Harvard's Hasty Pudding Woman of the Year. Uh, I needed to figure out what the fuck that was about. So the Hasty Pudding Theatrical Society at Harvard University, this award was created in 1951, and it's given uh, annually to society members of the Hasty Pudding Society group or whatever, and it's given to performers who have been deemed to have, quote, a lasting and impressive contribution to the world of entertainment. And after 70, I mean, this was, they gave it to her in 62, and she had been working since the 40s yeah so by the time she got uh the spirit of hope award in korea in the year 2000 for her service during the korean war they were just like girl throw all the awards at her that we can <laughs> any awards we can. <laughs> bad bitch you've been working forever 70 years girl give it to you give it to you so when she was coming up they told gossip column columnists that she bathed in milk and our and ate flower petals to protect her luminous skin. And honestly, I would like rumors like that about me. Honestly, I in the blood of my enemies to keep my skin so. That's clear. it. That's it. You see me shining. That's the sweat of white people. Just sweat and tears <laughs> from white people that careen me while I sit in the shade, bitch. Keep me cool while you fan me off. Like I don't know. It don't have to be racist like that. But I just want you to know that your tears do nothing for me. You can't be racist <laughs> against white people. I can't because there's not a system in place for me to, to make that happen. So it's just a fantasy. I could be prejudiced, but I'm pretty sure that prejudice will learn, baby. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Um, yeah, so she was a bad bitch, hard, hard worker. She played the mama, and her skin was beautiful as the role. She did, like, if she everybody else was young. She looked young. So are we fans of her? Fucking right. Yeah, I, like I like her. Okay, so the director was Brian De Palma. American film director and screenwriter. He has a career spanning over 50 years and he's known for work in crime and psychological thrillers. He was part of the new Hollywood generation of directors and he became interested in the filming process after Citizen Kane and Vertigo. I've seen both yeah. of those. So I've not seen like, Vertigo, so we'll add that to the list. I, you just probably my... should it because you have Vertigo. Oh, nigga, is it going to fuck me up? Never mind. I'm about to say... Yeah, I wouldn't. Let's not. Let's not. Okay. Um, his films have been criticized for their violence and sexual content, which, yup. Yup, because we're going to criticize the hell out of this one. Um, but his films include Dress to Kill, Scarface, The Untouchables, the 1996 Mission Impossible, as well as what they call cult favorites, Sisters from 1972, Phantom of Paradise, of the Paradise, 1974, Blowout, 1981, Body Double, 1984, Casualties of War from 1989, Carlito's Way, 1993, and Femme Fatale, 2002. I also have Mission Impossible, 1996, Starface, 1983, and The Untouchables, 1987. I said those first, fool. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so early in the morning, y'all. As I'm actively sipping coffee, I've been up for a couple hours. My my um random crackhead energy about to pop off because the coffee is kicking. And I don't drink coffee so I don't have anything to be like um I'm all loud in your ear and excited and energetic I'm about to no, practice like good. three hours it's not gonna last 
I mm, I sometimes wish I drunk it again, but the way my body reacts, <laughs> Okay, well, should we be fans? I don't know. I put sure before I actually watched the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do this movie justice, but we can get into it. Let's get into it. This is a review. What is the... Uh, okay, so we have a budget... Let me see what the budget was. Oh, shit. was He's so silly. We have $1.8 million, um, and they got $33.8 million revenue. But again, I feel like the people... So, okay. Little uh, back. You said $1.8 I was like, what for? The destruction. There was a lot. Yeah. The black. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, what? Pyrotechnics what? and uh, oh. pink blood. <laughs> it was just not... It was not clicking in my mind that you would spend yeah. $1.8 million on this movie. But... So a little, little backstory. The production company is Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer um, and United Artists. But backstory. So this was Stephen King's first novel. Stephen King wrote Carrie when he was 26 years old, or maybe that's when it was published. I don't know. But either way, that was his first, like, boom bang. Imagine being 26-year-old Stephen King who was working at wherever the fuck job he was working, and your novel pops off in 1974. Then all of a sudden, in 1975, they hit you up. We want to make a movie. 1976, yo shit is a movie. Right. Oh, um, so it's being like, I can, I don't know. I don't see any, I don't hear anything, but um, I'm just imagining him being excited about his book being turned into a film. Right. It's also his first book turned into a film. Um, did he have a whole major role in what they did directorially? There's so much detail in books that is not going to be able to be captured on film. Did he get, did he feel satisfied with the movie? I honestly wanted to read the book after I got finished reading this movie because I was like, is this really what happened? I, cause mind you, I think the only other Stephen King movie I might've seen was The Mist. And I, I like, feel like oh, I have Mercy. To... I feel, oh, is that the one where, uh, trapped in the, Cabin. It's, not, it's not called Mercy. What's it called? Isn't it? But I know what you're talking about. Where he, be, where she's like torturing the the um, author, and she's yeah. like, like, um, I feel like he got better. That's what I'm saying. Some of the movies that some of his books that got turned into films later got better with time, right? So this, yeah, yeah so interesting. So that was that's a little backstory on that. What were um, the competing movies for '76? So we have Rocky. We got okay. King Kong. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. We got Taxi Driver. <laughs> I added them because it's the same time when we did Taxi Driver. I put Carrie in there. So absolutely. The River Niger with Miss Cicely Tyson. Rest in peace. I never seen it. I never seen I, it either. I know Tyson is. Okay. <laughs> Look, and I know it was a banger because she was okay. in it. Yeah, that's right. And then we had Sparkle. The okay. original. Mm, 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 mm. Well, I want to sing. Okay. So. Okay. Um. So, what does your scale look like, Keith? My scale is this big ass afro with a vertically challenged horizontal line where you can move the pick from one to ten. And right now, it's at zero because we ain't there yet. <laughs> we ain't started yet. Okay. Word. Word. What's your afro look like? Your afro scale. My Afro scale is the side profile 
um, with 10 of them bad boys and an Afro pick that moves along so you can place it where you seem fit. All right, well, let's get into the review. What were your categories? I'm so curious about this. Okay, so my first category was why slash what the fuck slash fuck the director. Ooh, valid. I probably should have had one. Off top. I also have girl, what the fuck? Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I have mom, what the fuck? Misogyny, bullying slash blaming Carrie. I have LOL, no whisper, just LOL because it was funny. Mm Mm-hmm. Sex shaming, badass kids, no means no, where the fuck are your antennas, and they deserved it. Where the fuck are your antennas? Where the fuck are your antennas? Okay, I can't wait to get into that one. I have where's the adult, question mark, question mark, question mark, I am confusion, Mm -hmm. incompetent adulting, which was evil laugh. Okay. And then we have funny, not evil. <laughs> okay, because some things were just funny. Some things were just funny. Um, patriarchy disguised as religion. Child abuse disguised as religion. Watch these white kids. Carrie deserve better and bad director's choices. Uh, look it. Me and you. This is why we do this together. So Okay, so the movie starts and they match it. Uh, ugly matching ass gym uniform. <laughs> You know, very 70s gym <laughs> uniform, got the high socks. Everybody looks like they play softball and or run track because everybody's getting active. Okay. My but they are. was like, where's Carrie? Because in my mind, I was like, you're a brunette. And I saw this little blonde girl. And I was like, who the fuck are you? Oh, Hilarious. that's Carrie. Why did you think she was a brunette? I have no idea. Hilarious. Because probably because she was bullied. And I was like, oh, little blonde white girls with blue eyes don't get bullied. They don't get bullied. She was so pretty. <laughs> um, but they zoom in and then we have Carrie and she's actively like, I don't know if she's athletically uncoordinated, if she was distracted, if the sun was in her eye. I don't know. But she loses the volleyball game and everybody is mad. And I'm like, bitch, this is not state tournaments. This is P.E. class. Calm down. That's so my first note. On well, there apparently, but I just was like, y'all are really talking all this shit over a PE game. This is one period of class, like the rest of the day. You see these kids bullying her, and y'all just do nothing. So, is it bullying to tell somebody, "Ah, you suck. You should have hit that." (laughs) Is it? You lost the game. She said, "You eat shit." That's what she said. Oh, okay. That's what she said. But then we get inside of the locker rooms and I said, what the fuck is going on? We had six full frontals in two and a half minutes into the movie. My note was, why do we need a pan of teenage girls in the locker room getting changed? Why do we need so much like tit and bush? Why was it necessary? I know Stephen King didn't write in and pan in to tit. and I know he didn't. And then, then why are this? Why are some of them naked? And then you get carried by herself in the shower, and it's like, why are you? On a why of this child why herself? Why the sexual sexualization of these young women? The fact that okay, fine, she was starting her first cycle. I did not need to see. She was literally soaping her breasts as a way of being like, oh, she's washing under her underarms, but you were sexualizing her because no, she wasn't. She was just cupping her breasts and her underarms were still funky because she just got done with PE, but you just needed to show this woman, this young, what she's, we know that she was grown, but this young girl, this this senior, lathering her body like that. I don't, 
It was very weird. Uh, I also realized why when I got into middle school, they thought we would be taking full ass showers because apparently in the 70s, they were taking full ass shower. Like I didn't have a whole soap and all of that shit. What I did post uh, PE, number one, I tried not to participate in PE. Let's Same. start there. I was trying not to participate so I wouldn't get sweaty at all. But if I was going to do something, if I was going to rinse myself off, baby, when I tell you it was the quickest shit, that whole that baby i much rather go to a stall with a towel that i wash what the fuck was this it was weird but they needed to show her starting her cycle for the first time and initially i was like what the fuck because why the fuck would you touch everybody with blood on your hands on their fucking clothes they are dressed at this point yeah that was i was like girl that's nasty that's your blood one like bio things like cross contaminations and shit even if you didn't know what was going on you are bleeding and you're wiping it on people that's gross so initially i was like maybe i maybe i get why they was bullying carrie girl what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) because i said now everybody bloody girl what are you on and then it's not even my blood i would mm -mm. this is gross i gotta go the whole rest of the day like this so they started bullying her and throwing sanitary products and i said damn the 70s the schools was was providing sanitary products galore i'm about to say and they was free the way they ripped that thing off of there and was like and just take them plug it up i said (laughs) is some of this has to be from their backpacks because where did they have the funding for such these were like diapers you know 70s pads were like came with straps and harnesses and you had to <laughs> like, they were tampons they were also throwing pads at her in the I, in, that. I just saw the ones on the wall and i was like no they were throwing pads at her so then the teacher comes out and is like what is going on once she's like is my, this a pep rally my thing my is thing why is, was she asked the, uh, she sat there and was like asking the other girls and shaking her and you see this kid clearly in distress. I well, she had crazy. to make it past all of them. They, she was like, what are you guys doing? And like, that was that was very 70s to me because she came in like throwing bowls and just touching kids, ah, ah, move out the way, mushing niggas, just ah. Just, it was funny to me. But then when she got to Carrie, she I mean, so she was, but Carrie was hysterical. This is why some of the blame bullying was like, I kind of, girl, calm down. She had to stop <laughs> her to get her from, she was like, shut up so I could talk to you. It's okay. It's funny. Oh my God. I said, listen, I know for a fact, my dad has told me stories about teachers uh, trying to physically discipline him. Because they thought, you know, when he was in school that it was okay. And my grandma coming up like, bitch, you thought wrong. I'll beat your ass about my children. I'm about to say, they so, used to be able to do that. They used to be able to beat these kids. And they, she wasn't beating it. She just was... She said, that was her first get slap. a hold of yourself. We like should, airplane. Ah, we should have had a category for teacher slaps because what, that was not the last. It was not, not. It was not. So then we get to the principal's office because it's a thing. Well, the light bulb bursts. So that's ah, like our ah. little... First little indication of like, what the fuck, bitch? So. First, yes. The light bulb so we get to the principal's office and the coach is in there smoking a cigarette. They was, and the principal was so unsympathetic. Ain't she too old to be having her first period? Bitch, is that not the problem here? But she maybe, maybe, I think what it was, was isn't she too old to be just knowing about cycles? I know that for a Did while, like, teach it? 
medically I don't know see that's the thing like did you teach her this she had a medical um, has she had a religiously suppressing mother would she have been involved in that class in gym in health in that part of health I think that would have been like you know because it was he was really like isn't she too old to be just knowing about this because I know that they say like cycles start once you reach like once you're over like 100 pounds is when your cycle is going to start like your body's going to kick in and be like okay it's about my time they was all thin as fuck so maybe she was 92 pounds and her body was like babe you're too old we about to let loose like you're not gonna reach 100 like I don't know maybe because that's a real thing that's my first time hearing that that's yeah when i went when i started my cycle i guess the doctors was like yeah she's you know she's 102 pounds <laughs> i was like what no, i remember that, that. Was like, it was like 12 13 you'll start it no i was younger than that that's probably why my mom had questions oh wow, wow. yeah my mom was like why she's I'm not i'm so sorry what i know <laughs> right this has been so prolonged in my fucking life carrie i get it babe because she was like, what the fuck? So then the 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 principal is unsympathetic, but at the same time, they were just very like, she's kind of older. Should she not at least know about this as a thing, right? Know that this is going to be a possibility. And then as she's walking around, like the PE teacher's walking around her his office, he looks down and he sees that there's blood on her pants and she's like, oh, he's he is so like, Root. he was not for that because it was gross. Like that, that. It was, it was cycle blood. I am not, as a, I, listen, I get that people menstruate. Keep your cycle blood the fuck away from me too. Uh, you just brought back a memory when I used to clean bathrooms. and. You know what there. I mean? Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't fault him for that. She had it on her. I felt like as the gym teacher, she should have had a spare set of shorts that she could have changed into. She didn't have to keep that shit on, but whatever the principal's like all right so what do we do let's just send her home he calls her cassie multiple fucking times cassie right cassie right cassie right and she's like during that interaction she the gym teacher made it clear oh she's always been their scapegoat so you've always known that she's been bullied and you've done nothing about it you that's a good note that's a good note because I had questions later on, so thank you for that. She she did know that about them. She They call her into the office, tell her she's going to go ahead and be sent home, and she corrects them and says, my name is Carrie Bitch. I was glad that she corrected him, but that ashtray flip, I know that everybody nice. saw that because her arms were around her binders. What happened? Nobody said anything. Where are your antennas? I was sympathizing with her, though, because did anybody explain to her that this was a period that you're not actually dying because I remember well mind you she wasn't like by her peers but I remember my peers as a child like whenever a girl got her period like two girls would automatically rush her to the bathroom be like here here you go that's love that's love black school now they're okay because now (laughs) there's the thing I remember um if you had an accident like people may not tell you they might put a sticker on your butt the complete opposite experience what the fuck yeah so that then it was drawing attention to the accident because now there's a sticker on your butt and there's blood on your pants so carrie i can i'm telling you part of me was like carrie needs to oh my god i was so excited for her rampage um, I was too. Even, 
even when she's walking home, they, they ask her, the school had money or maybe the teachers had money. I don't know. Cause they offered her a taxi. The teacher's like, it's not that big of a deal. She can walk home. She's fine. So they send her home. And even on the way home, some fucking kid is on a bike taunting her. Calling her creepy, creepy Carrie, Carrie. Creepy Carrie. And she, ah, and that, that little, was funny. That was funny. Cause he went flying off that bike and he landed in the grass. But the way he landed, that splat was so funny. Yeah. So funny. His face so, afterwards, it was funny. It was. Um, then we have this interaction between adults and we figure out that Mrs. White, Carrie's mom, is a door-to-door evangelist just being weird. Not being weird. Not that being a door-to-door evangelist is being weird, but her energy and how the other adults respond to her is that she's weird. She Um, said these are godless times. And I don't know how many times I've heard heard that since 1976, it's been godless times. It's 2022. Our elders been saying it's the end of days, babe. It's the end of days. When is it? Look. (laughs) (laughs) When do it come? (laughs) But then uh, Mrs. Snell phone rings and she's like, I I got shit to do. Here's $10. And she, Miss Miss White was like, I get it. Uh, But she like literally. But you got your money. I don't understand. Yeah. And Mrs. Snell, that's what you wanted. You wanted to preach to her really. But like you got the money that you came for. She put it in her little tin box and was like, you know, I'll be praying for you. Like whatever. And you saw that little hand. That shit was funny to me. The motion. I said, I said, listen, (laughs) she is a Broadway actress. She brought it to the screen. Okay. She gave it to us. She gave us eccentric evangelist in her few, like she is not like she had a few talking lines, but they were spit, you know, sprinkled through. She gave it to you when she gave it to you. That was funny. It was fun. So then we have this um, pan over to a for sale house that's next to the, I mean, the for sale sign that's next to the house. And I was like, is that their house? Is their house for sale? Are they in financial um, restraints? Like what's happening? Or is this supposed to tell me something? I don't understand why. I thought that was a very telling of like, hey, this is not the best. That and the the house looked a little bit untaken care of. It was kind of, yeah, it was kind of run down. It was like a, oh, we are financially struggling or, oh, we are not of the times of everyone else around us or something like that. And then it made me wonder if she was doing that door-to-door evangelist work and asking for donations for herself or was that for a church? Was What was that for? Was the money going to the house? Because we get inside of the house and the house is dark there are no lights on. So this made me think that this was part of Stephen King's like that. Those directorial decisions were part of Stephen King's um, details in writing about not squander that they were living in, but how they were lower class in comparison to these people. And that's what also ostracized her and made her have no friends. Not a, She had a religious zealot mom. She was kind of, you know, quiet into herself, but also she was the brokey. But did you but know did she, she noticed, she knew all of these things because as her mom was getting towards the door, she was in the window. She hurried up, closed it, and then she changed out of her clothes. And I, I feel like and- she, she had an inkling of being like, okay, this isn't normal and I want to yeah. be normal. Yeah. And also when mom walked through the door and immediately got the phone call, um, she went and listened on the stairs. She knew something about her relationship with her mom was just like, mm, you it know. Strange. It and was. It, um, Carrie is literally summoned like, hey, come down. here. I know you're listening. Come down the stairs. And she like straightens out her hair, goes down the stairs to go talk to her. And she's like, you're a woman now. 
Like, and the way it? she says it, I was like, uh, you're not going to break nothing down to her. But that's yeah. what made me think that someone did because Carrie starts asking questions. Mama, why didn't you tell me about this? Why didn't you say this was going to happen? The so to answer the earlier question, I think someone at the school did break down to her that this is what this was and that it was natural. That's true. That Baba smack, though, that was, I'm sorry, that was funny. That mess was, there was LOLs. Um, I said, you say it, repeat it with me. She said her cycle was a sin. The first sin was intercourse. If she had remained sinless, I'm like, Carrie, don't go nowhere. She ain't got no friends. What sin did she commit? She must have been thinking lustily in her mind is what her mom said. She said Eve was weak and loose the raven on the world. The raven is dead. I was like, girl, what is she talking about? This was so weird. So then she turned around and locked her in a prayer broom closet. Yes. And I was like, girl. It was very weird. And she starts praying finally. And the Jesus statue has its eyes glowing. The Jesus statue has its eyes open, one, which I ain't never seen no Jesus statue. (laughs) That's that do Jesus supposed to look at you when he <laughs> up there like that? <laughs> that Close your eyes, arms, like Jesus. His arms was so, it wasn't, if you're on a cross, your arms are out like you're on a cross. Why was his arms like? like <laughs> he was disco. That was Jesus disco. statue was wild. It was it wild. It was very different. much wild and not the usual Jesus statue that <laughs> I guess I'm accustomed to. Because he also had like knives in his stomach, and I'm like, okay. Well, and I said, where these knives come from, bro? Like, what what Bible is, are you reading, my friend? What is happening? I said, did mom make this on her own? Is this her version of Jesus? This that whole closet was wild. She started praying, and then it tripped me out because she came out of the closet on her own volition. My thing is, you put this child in a closet with matches. I was like, your mama really like really care about Your mama also trusts you not to burn this house down because how long have you been doing this? My little Sagittarius ass would have been like, let's just see if I light one. Because the broom was in there too. Like, just give me one little piece off this broomstick. I'm about to light it. If we die, we die together. Did you know this <laughs> real name? Her real name is Carietta. I <laughs> That was so funny to me. She was like, don't lie, Carietta. I was like, what? I did not, peep. I must have been writing down because I did not. That is hilarious. That's another reason she got teased, Carietta. (laughs) Not everything. Listen. Oh, my God. Okay, so she comes out of the, she comes out of the closet on her own. She comes and kisses mom and says, thank you. And mom's like, go ahead to bed. She's so pleased with herself that she got her to go pray in the closet for hours. And I was like, so now where's dinner? Look, where where is dinner? So again, I think this was a a directorial decision that was a nod towards Stephen King's writing that they she didn't even eat dinner. Not at all did we see her eat during that day. There was no food given in her day. That's probably why she was so skinny. So then that you know maybe that's she was malnutrition and that's why she didn't start her cycle until she was a senior in high school. You she was, something. you know, um, so then she's upstairs and I don't know why she's praying again, but she praying again. The mirror starts shaking and woo, woo, woo. that girl was crying. She was traumatized. <laughs> she was fucked up. She was upstairs <laughs> like, yo, what? And she said, please, God. And the mirror broke and mama came running upstairs. And she said, what was that? And she immediately dropped down to her knees. Nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, why is she concerned now? And also, how do you not know or notice that a mirror is broken? Because there's no lights in the house. So if it's not the daytime, all they got is candles. She's not noticing a lot. 
So, yeah. so then we get to the next day. Carrie is oh, back. Wait, oh, you see the Jesus in the reflection of the broken mirror. Hell no, did yes. not. Oh my God, what I tell you, I peeped all that religious shit. I was like, what is going on? Fam? Yo, so I, I saw her look up. Bro, what time did I watch this? Um, I think I watched it towards dusk, but I closed all the all the shades and stuff because I had taken a nap and woke up and was like, oh shit, let me watch. So no, it was like 10 o'clock at night. I was like, let me watch this movie before I go to bed. I need, I need to watch it. I need to watch the next one that we think is like going to be scary for us at night so I can get spooked. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> okay, so then we get to the next day. The English teacher is reading a poem and I said, what the fuck poem is this? Who's who? What are we talking about? And then I said, okay, this is Tommy's poem. So this is our introduction to Tommy. Um, and the teacher's like, well, class, oh, what do you think? I was like, okay, yeah, the poem. I was like, what did I, I put calm down my D because I put the teacher swear he has spoken word. That's because I thought that the, I thought that this was the teacher's poem. I said, who the fuck, what is this, like, right? You're doing the most. You're so then the teacher asked, okay, like Tommy, I didn't expect this from you. Uh, I see you got a sensitive side, Mr. Big Jock, um, which to me was like, get off his tip. Um, <laughs> you're fangirling what's going on uh, so then he opens it up to the class he says, oh, oh my bad my bad we're not the only ones in here Tommy class what do you think and he asks for criticisms not just thoughts criticisms and Carrie says it's beautiful and the teacher's like bitch I said criticisms because the kids started laughing at her and he just started mocking her like bitch. oh it's beautiful it's beautiful is it beautiful like mm, is it beautiful like this is that what you mean Carrie? It's beautiful like this book about to go across your head i just wish one time that, that. like oh, yeah i said she need to do some spooky shit in front of these people too and bust the window out get them to shut the fuck up while they talking about you Please. so you know, she was kind of coming into her spooky, is what I'm realizing. Um, but the teachers bully her too. And everybody, I guess, is okay with it. Everybody's okay with it. Um, she literally we we go to the next period, which would have been her PE time, but they told her to go to study hall because she's on her cycle. Bring that shit back. Mm. <laughs> Because I used to have to be in PE on my cycle. They'd be like, man, if you don't run them laps, and I'd be like, bruh. Upsetting. So she's in study hall, but somebody has tagged onto the wall, I mean, onto the door of the gym entrance, something negative about Carrie. And I don't know. And I'm like, bruh, is this because of the goddamn um, volleyball game? Or is this because she ran around being fucking bloody finger and rubbing it all on people? Either way. They didn't like they, it. They didn't like it. <laughs> They didn't like her. They said, bitch, you suck. And you of course, uh, the gym teacher, Miss Collins, is mad. Miss Collins like, is mad. She told right. some students she could choke on her gum. She said <laughs> she was cussed at them. She, you did a shitty thing. Shitty is their word. Shit. Shitty is their thing. And they just laughed. She's like, can you empathize? Like, bitch, Do you speak? Good. Do you understand anything? She was so like, she was trying to read into them, but it was like annoying, right? But then she's like, you know what, you little bitches. Like she wanted to call them all kinds of names. You little see you next Tuesdays. Y'all are gonna have three day suspicion and refuse love your palm tickets. And I said, Oh, that's right. I felt like I felt like this couldn't have been a result of this one time bullying. This was definitely a result of them bullying her. Like she said, she likes to uh they like to use Carrie as the, as the scapegoat. This was her being like, I'm fed up with y'all. And she got overruled. 
Yeah, they was like, instead, they said you only can get a one-week detention, but it's with me. P.E. detention. I would have been like, oh, God, because I'm actively not trying to participate in P.E. in the middle of the day. You want me to do it after school and I'm not even on a team? Oh. I'm going to bring up that she asked Chris who she was going with to the prom, and it was Billy Nolan, and she asked Mm -hmm. Sue who she was going with, and it was Tommy Ross, because I'm going to bring that up later. Because she knew that they were going to the prom with these popular girls, right? Also, it seemed like a little jealousy, like the look on her face. I don't know why she was asking them that other than to be like, oh, you're going with the popular boy? Oh, you're going to be so pretty at your prom? Oh, Carrie's not going to have that experience, you dumb hoe. Why the fuck would you make her feel any way other than, like, what's wrong with y'all? Yes, so I think it was some sort of like, oh... I want you to feel as bad as you make Carrie feel from all the times you've bullied her. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. But I definitely think also that my next note was, oh, they about to hate Carrie now. If they dislike yes. her, they're going to hate her. You, we're in our last weeks of school. Prom comes up. For some schools, it's like the weeks, like in the weeks before you graduate. Some people, it's the week of graduation. But either way, we're too close to the end for me to be having detention as a senior. So Chris was like, bitch, I'm not doing none of that shit. But then um, they were like, I'm not about to lose out on prom. She said, you can decide to come or not. But if you don't come, it's going to be that three-day suspension and refusal of your prom ticket. So she worked them. She worked them. Now, Carrie is in the library. Oh, wait. Did you notice they couldn't stretch on beat? Well, what beat were they going to? The beat, the beat of the music? Counted. Okay, because if it no, was the, the beat one, of the, the music, two, the three, the... Yeah, because if it was the beat of the music, you know they plug the music in later. If it was the beat of this PE teacher, bitch, you are counting fouls as fuck. Slow down. What's going on? No, that was the point. That was the point. But mind you... This was this was still they're still in PE class because Carrie is at school and she is looking in the library. And I was like, why with the old school Dewey Decimal system? Yes. So I said, what is she looking for? And like they were definitely doing the cards very slow so you could see the index and read and what she was going through. It was all witchcraft, paranormal type stuff. Metaphysical. She's definitely trying to get into it, right? Um and then we go back to Chris and the other girls, and Kristen got some balls. She's she mad. She's now it's after school. We are now full on detention, and she's mad. She's I'm not doing this shit no more. She walk up to the teacher talking her hot shit, and that teacher slapped Chris too. And I started cracking up. That shit was funny. She's man, the shit out she, of her. There should have been a teacher student abuse category because it happened so many times. Look, I mean, she deserved that. She called the teacher a bitch. She did. She did. And then had the nerve to be whining and crying. And nobody um, was on her side. That was nobody. Funny to me. They were like, like oh, shut up, Chris. Up. Like, they like, were tired. Damn. So, Sue walks up to the track. Um, I'm not completely sure. Like, afterward, this is after whatever. So, the students are still training. Um, Tommy is saying, like, yeah, babe, I'm going to nationals. He's excited. And she's like, yeah, that's cool. Can you um, come talk to me? Well, before that, Chris can't go to the prom because of that whole little incident. She was like, you cannot go to the prom. Yeah, she's now been, that's right, that's right, because of the incident, yes. because of her being like, no, and whatever, she's like, not only can you, she's like, I'm taking away your tickets, so now uh, your boy can find somebody else to go to. And then, you, you hot shit, and you're not. I'm a teacher. And then Carrie finds her book on telekinetic, 
telekinesis. Telekinesis, yep. And yeah. then um, I lightweight thought that Sue was in on it because she comes in Look, and asks. I have a note on that. And oh. I was like, questions. I just had a lot of questions. So I said, the setup on Carrie begins with Sue. Like, this is where it starts. And I knew that that's why I had to mention that because I was like, Chris set her up to this. I felt like she did. I felt like she did. So um, they don't really go into details. It cuts out in their conversation. They're all behind the, the, bleachers, the bleachers or whatever. Um, you have John Travolta driving in the car. His hair was thick and luxurious, baby. Oh, yeah. Is he bothering or something? Pantene probing. No, he's still got thick, luxurious hair. He probably, I don't oh. know if he's got hair plugs or what he's doing to maintain it, but that hair has been part of his look since, I guess, the beginning of him coming out because it's okay. thick. Thick. I don't know if John Travolta is Travolta an Italian name. I don't know. He he has some thick ass hair though. Beautiful. But um, that whole scene made us realize that he's not a good person. Like why you well, said because one he gets tossed a beer and that to me was just, was just very seventies. The fact that the kids were drink out, and drive back then. No, just the fact that the kids were out doing it. The fact that everybody they were pulling up on each other. They knew what strip they were going to be on to see each other and see their friends. The fact that the friend could pull up and be like, "Hey, what up?" and then throw him a beer because this is what the high school kids were doing, right? Um, mind you, this is against the law to be drinking and driving because when the police came up and shined the light in the car, he immediately put the beer down. He acted, he like straightened his hair, acted like he was driving regular. But there was liquid all over his, like he, when he cracked that beer and drank it, it wasn't a clean drink because he was driving. He had beer on his chin. It was all dripping down his shirt and shit. Had they pulled him over, he would have reeked of beer and it would have been a, D, a DUI. Mm. So it just was very, it was a very 70s scene because anytime I watch crime shows and they're like, yeah, we were just out driving with my, I'd be like, what the fuck are y'all just driving for? What are you doing? This is what I imagine that they were doing. Well, no, really they were having, going somewhere. No, no, no. I get, yeah, they had a destination. But when I hear it on crime shows, they're like, you know, it was just a Friday. We were just out driving with friends. Driving where? What's the destination? I think in my mind, it was kind of this type of thing. They just knew where to drive and be going past each other and have fun and see each other. And then eventually would park and go to like, I don't know, Dairy Queen, get a hot dog, a chili dog, whatever, and a slushy, and then be home by 12. To me, that was like, my mind is like the 70s of it. And that's why that was depicted in that way. Uh, I just thought it was like, oh, this is not a good person. And Chris is not a good person. So let's show them doing criminal acts. It was, okay, that could have been because they were also the derelicts of the group. She was bad in comparison. It, like to her, the rest of her friend group was willing to just be like, listen, the teacher said it is what it is. And Chris was not. So that could have been that too. Thank, thank you for that. They definitely showed them being bad butts in the middle of the night, badass kids. Um, even, but the acting, the directing was bad. The acting and directing was bad because that him not paying attention to the road and swerving or whatever. Nobody like did a neck swerve, nothing. It was supposed to be all dramatic. You heard the, which it doesn't take much for a car to make that noise with tires. I've learned recently. I was in a parking lot and somebody turned and they were doing three miles an hour and it, and I was like, what? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't take much but they she was like watch out like they were about to hit something bad acting right um but then you flash to tommy and sue who are she's studying he's watching tv and i felt like she was 
holding out with him, like not necking with him, not doing nothing because she was waiting for him to say yes, that he would take care of you. And finally, and she's like smiles and goes back to her studying. And then you flat, and it's like, like you said, I, I think you're right. It was the, the comparison between this one couple who does not have ill intent. And who has and a good relationship. Billy and Chris were just cursing at each other, calling each other all kinds of names. each other. So it was just. I did not like that. And, and then you have, yeah, Tommy and Chris. Um, and Chris being freak nasty. She's sucking fingers in the car. I yeah. said, oh, she said, oh, I'm about to suck it. Um, and then she like started teasing him. And this is when I feel like the term cock tease comes into play because she like sucked his fingers and was like, eh, and then turned around and was like, started brushing her hair. And he was like, what the fuck? And she was like, be patient. Bitch, you started. What's happening? I was just like, the misogyny in me jumped out. I'm not about to blame. Like, it, I just was like, this is weird. Um, and then he turned around and they get into this little verbal disagreement and his and, response. And, and he smacks her. And, and the smack brings the horny out of her because all of a sudden she's like, well, come on. What the fuck? And then he keeps mentioning how crazy she is, but you're still with her. Yeah, and and that's, you're crazy, baby, crazy. But she obviously likes this weird abuse relationship, yeah, that they have. Um, then I realized, okay, she's about to use sex to get what she wants, but the directorial and act, like the directorial decision about this scene was bad. Was bad. You cannot say Billy that many times with a dick in your mouth. Come, Come on, on that clear? Come on. She trying to say that that uh his peep is real small. She's that was very clear, Billy, Billy, Billy. Oh, Billy, and he's obviously trying to do the oh, I'm enjoying it. She should have shut up for a little bit. And shut up for a couple of seconds. Do the head motion in the lap. Come up. Oh, Billy. There could it could have been better. I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, then we flash forward to the next day, and Carrie is in the library doing her thing, reading through. Well, actually, let me go back a little bit. She okay. was sucking him off, and why she was like, Oh, Billy, I hate Carrie White. How she get in this? Because like I said, she was using sex to get what she wanted. I know, but like I just feel like if we sit here having sexy time, bitch, I don't care. And that, you know what? That was one of my LOLs because his what? He was all into getting his dick sucked. And all of a sudden he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Very much so. But she knew what she was doing. He didn't know what she was doing. That's true. He thought he was just going to be able to coat a throat and call it a day. But so. yeah, we get to Carrie in the library and she's searching for more books. And here come Tommy ass. And she, yeah, ooh, spooked, right? And then he's, like, talking to her, and she's like, uh, what the fuck? And then he asks her about prom, and instead of responding... She runs away. <laughs> he said, what the hell? Which response. It is, because who are you? Because why, bruh? And he was like, yeah, because you like my poem. And she was like, mm-mm. So the teacher, she, the teacher is now a PE period. The PE teacher sees her down in the corner, and she's talking to her and she's like, mm, this is weird because why would he want to take me to prom? And the teacher's like encouraging her. Though she, though she has the knowledge, like you said, because she yes. asked. That bothered me so much. I felt like that was lightweight bullying. Why would you yes. say her like this? Not to not not to say that like, oh, people are out of your range or like, oh, they're out of your, you know, 
out of your league, nothing like that. Shoot for the stars, go for who you want. I had a crush on my babe and thought that 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 it was out of my league, and then I manifested that motherfucker right now. Okay, you get what you want when you want it. Get what but, you want, but also I like, felt like she was setting her it. up. Like you should have mentioned that you knew you had this information. Yeah, it would have been it would have been more of an ally and a support had she been like, well, I did hear that Tommy was going with Sue. But maybe we can check in on them and, and see what's going. Like, say something because you know something that she was unsuspecting and just was like, "Yeah, I do it, girl." What? But maybe but this goes back to the whole gym incident when she asked them and was like, "Oh yeah, you you can have this experience, but Carrie can't." So maybe she was just trying to. She knew if she said that, oh, she would not have gone because but I, already yes, had a day, so. yes. And the thing is, I was like, "Fuck this teacher!" Like, "Fuck this teacher!" Same. Feel like that, but when she got. Talked to Tommy and Sue. I figured out that she did suspect. And then in that conversation with them, she's asking them questions or whatever. Her name. Um, it comes out that you can't go to prom without a date. And I said, girl, what the fuck? I'm about to say. You can't go stag to prom. You can't. I was like, what kind of BS is this? What kind of bullshit is that? So I was like, that's it. Out of out of pocket, nosy ass bitch. Talking about they look weird going together. Who? Why would you say that? Don't you look? Which, don't you look weird going to prom with Carrie, Tommy? What the fuck? You was just even more suspicious. This teacher, you was just in Carrie's face talking about how just go, trust it. Maybe he really wants to go, and now you're behind her back talking about they look weird paired together. I did not like that at all. I felt like that was bullying. Very the much so. Bullied her so. Tommy pulls up at Carrie's house and I said, bitch. Why did, how do you know where I live? How did you, Deborah Cox, how the fuck did you get here? Why are you knocking at my door? Bitch, why are you here? Like what? That's creepy. You're a creep. And the fact that he would not, he asked eight times and she said no seven times. Yeah, he coerced her into saying yes. And it was yeah. all because of her fear of her mom coming to the door and seeing this boy at the door. Her mom's calling her name and she's like, you need to go. And he won't. And so you agree. Didn't like it. But at I feel all. like that might have lean on Stephen's writing that she was nervous. She was not going to be a person that was going to be easily convinced. Her might have been over days. It might have been over hours, but he, but directorial, we needed to be <laughs> pushing pressure and you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta come to prom. So it was just weird. Um, then you have the scene of the bad kids. And yeah. I was like, is this supposed to be real rain? It was so bad. It was so poorly shot. <laughs> it was, it was weird. They had that pit background and then the sky background. And I was like, what are we doing? What are it we was doing? so poorly shot. Um, and they were sneaking onto a pig farm. Which I'm like, mm, I guess what? it's not. Yeah. I, where did you find this pig farm? How is there just, y'all just know if you're local, this is, you just know there's pig. Okay. How are you sneaking onto a pig farm? Do, do they not, did you not notice? Your one of your pigs was dead the next day. I just questioned. that was my thing because they literally bashed the pig over the head. How are you collecting blood? I didn't see anything that they brought to collect blood. All I saw was the hammer. Um, does the pig farmers not notice a bashed in 
say, is this not reported? This is a crime. Breaking and entering. Um, the flash the between... The sh- come on. The flash between Chris's face and John Travolta hitting the pig was like, eh, Unnecessary. Kill it. Hit it. Kill it. Why is she so aggressive? Why are you so angry? I guess to show that she's bad and bad. angry. Bitches. She has Harry's mm-hmm. life living hell. I just, I feel like Chris's character was just spoiled too much. And you and we didn't see her background, her house, none of that. None of that, right? Um, it was just weird. Then we're at the dinner table and Carrie's like, Mom, I've been asked to prom. And Mom said, Woo, and threw her soup in her face. I was like, I what's was like, going on? I said, ma'am, over prom? She said, go to your closet and pray. She said, girl, I'm over that. And she flashed on her, wop, wop. And she had some control over her powers and she shut all them windows. She said, you're going to listen to me. And her mom was automatically like, which? Which? Her you response. Got Satan's uh-huh. power. I was like, y'all giving Satan too much credit, one. And really, because this, this is the thing. If Satan had all this power, why he ain't uprise on y'all? Because it seemed like the Christians is, is lacking on their pimping. They not praying how they used to. They not wearing the armor of God how they used to. They definitely not painting blood over the doorways like they used to. God, yeah. in this case, if Satan's so strong and there's a full following, why he ain't turned up on y'all asses? It's just y'all, everything Satan, Satan. I don't Satan. think Satan cares. I'm sure that, nigga's, I'm, that nigga's tired of y'all putting his name. I think, I think Satan cares just <laughs> as little as God does because God ain't intervened in a long time either. Oh my God. What? They probably like, bro, you gonna step in? Are you gonna step in? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> shake some shit. You shake some shit up. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, but so mom is tripping out and then she's like yeah daddy you got that daddy. spirit daddy <laughs> she's like dad ran away with another woman mom probably because your ass is a little weird but here we go again with that revolving theme of uh, single mom activity and we added religion into this so hey, added religion you know, say, of scary Come here on. they go here they go so Carrie said this conversation is dizzying she's done talking Feel how you want to feel. I'm going to prom. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. See Billy and Chris setting up the pig's blood. It was very scared, though. So I was like, oh, okay. What are Thanks. we doing here? Next note says, how are they in the school? And I didn't know what I was talking about. Yes. They were in the school setting up the pig blood over top, like on some banister, right? And then John Travolta, because... Um, Chris is like, yeah, do this, hurry up, blah, blah, blah. like talk shit. And he has that racist, yes, the boss, eyes are moving, boss. See, and I was like, was it me or was John Travolta's, yes, ma'am, we're doing the best we can, Carl. we all boss. Was that mocking black folks? And I was like, it definitely that? was. That was, a, that was a racial epithet. And it was also the best acting he did in the movie, which made me side eye him. Mm, yes, boss was so convincing, bitch. That, mm, mm, mm. A little too natural, John. Too natural. Too natural. Um, and then you have their other friend who that guy should not have played at high school student. He obviously was 30, but he runs up on the prom committee head and he's like, Oh, I want to be on the committee. And nobody's asking questions. And I said, Where are your antennas? Somebody should have asked the question and been like, Bro, promise tomorrow. 
why there's why no committee oh yeah like the, all the committees are booked and filled we don't need any extra help be there when you're going to be there like every other student but he convinces him and he's like oh be there at 18 30 he's like you know if you want to help be there at 6 30 p.m this is when we need to help he's like mm, can't do that i'll be at eight i'll be there at eight i'll show up just like every other student bitch what are you talking about committee talk oh i want to count the ballot and that's my they let him because he wanted to he wanted to count ballots which comes into play later. So we get to the rumors are spreading about Tommy and Carrie going to the prom together and Chris is bragging and she eventually tells her best friend. So I, I don't know why all I I thought that Sue was her best friend throughout this whole thing. They were so, friends. Best friend was really a writer. Like she was like all oh, with you. And Sue was kind of goody goody. Goes back to you saying like the scene in the car and being bad and showing their energy and then being a negative couple and Sue and Tommy being at the house with their friends, they're studying, they their conversations are more along the lines of you're doing what are your interests? Oh, you're going to state finals? That's so cool. Whereas Chris and Billy are uh, uh, stick your tongue down my throat, uh, put it, you know what I mean? Just very different energies. But then that begs the question, why are you doing this for Chris? If Sue, you know what kind Sue of person anything, is. did not have, is what I came to understand. Sue's intentions were pure, but it which just, I did. But the fact I feel like Chris asked her, but then my thing is you didn't question. Mm-mm, I Sue asked Tommy on her own to take Carrie, and then when it came around, Chris was like, "Oh, this goes perfect." Yeah. I feel yeah. like that timing was too perfect because as soon as Chris was like, Chris, they was like, Chris, you cannot go to the prom. Sue was asking Tommy. And so she wasn't going to go to prom either. You're right. Because you can't go to prom without a date. So she relinquished her date and is all of a sudden not going to prom too. I feel like that was a little too suspicious and that Chris put her up to it. Yeah, it had to have been. And then the fact that they both asked their partners on that same day, like, hey, can you take this girl to prom? Hey, I hate Carrie. That was, yeah, they definitely seemed like they was in cahoots. Um, and thank you for that, because I was going back and forth and I was not sure because I felt like Chris's best friend was the girl in the rainbow hat and the baseball jersey. She wore that outfit the entire time so that you knew exactly who she was, because even at prom, she had on that red rainbow baseball cap. Um, and that's who she was like, I'm going to tell about my plans. And she's like, I'll help you up there. So um, Carrie is now at the mall or whatever, some shopping center trying on all the lipsticks. Baby, her, she's not, she is not putting it on a Q-tip and putting it on her lips. She is straight on just on her lips and then putting these fucking tester tubes back. So I was like, gross. Um, The tuxedo scene, the guys trying on their tuxedos was an LOL, but could have been left on the cutting room floor. It could have. I mean, the only thing they got out of that is that you could rent a tuxedo for ten dollars back then. So. Back then, or that uh, everybody was wearing ruffles. Dude didn't want ruffles, but then he turned around and got a T-shirt tuxedo that had ruffle <laughs> design. So that was interesting. Um, but then it's prom night, and she's getting dressed. And I said, she is wearing a nighty. Like that is a What's happening here? I was very like, and she made her she, dress too. So 
yeah, mom, mom, well, we don't know that yet. Mom runs up and she's like, oh, you have on red lipstick. I should have known. Oh, no, we know she, because we had a scene where she was making her dress on the mannequin. Oh, I must have been writing. Okay, so I was looking down because, yes, um, mom's talking about the red lipstick and then she calls her breasts dirty pillows. That shit was funny. Everyone can I see your it. dirty pillows. Everyone I said, Madam, <laughs> <laughs> like, mom, your breast. Everyone has breasts. You which can't is just true. rename things. Yeah, even men have have titties. They're just not as fat filled. Okay. Everyone can see your uh, dirty pillows. But then Tommy pulled up. Oh, he rude. So this whole time, Carrie's trying to convince her mom that you know Tommy's a good guy. He's going to go to prom. I'm going to be back early, and he don't even do the respectful thing and pull and- up to. But her mama's sitting there like, oh, we need to take off this dress and we'll burn it together. Let's pray. They're going to laugh at Freaking you. Freaking out. Yeah. Mom felt it in her spirit. Something going to happen. Do not go. So she is she is like having this premonition and Carrie's like, cool out. And she keeps, wow. Her, her telekinetic force is like slapping her mom back on the bed. And what was funniest about that scene was the face that she had. Anytime the camera went to her, like flashed back on the bed, her like... <laughs> The face that she had made me laugh much. Um, it was a what the fuck, but LOL moment. And then when Carrie left up out the house, I said, did she just say she was going to kill her witch daughter? Yeah, she, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean by that? But we was at prom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, we, I, can't, I don't have time to think about this because we at prom. Because she was at prom. I said, why does she believe Tommy? She's in the car, like, not feeling secure. He's like, it's going to be a good time. Let's go. I didn't understand why he was so adamant other than Sue asked. And now it's like, yeah, they was definitely in cahoots. Um, I don't know. And again, was it that was it that Sue wanted um, Carrie to go and win prom queen so that she could have, like, the ultimate high school experience? Because I felt like her intentions might have been good. This is why I, like, battled back and forth. But either way, she makes it out of the car. She gets her confidence up. She gets out the car. And suddenly, we have black kids. Now, I did not see no black kids. That was they were dancing. They, no. I saw maybe four. I did not. I was, I praised this movie because I was like, at least black kids didn't die in this movie. I saw four. I saw Afros. They were the only ones dancing to whatever beat they were playing. Uh, you could tell that they played music in the gym and was like, okay, this is our prom scene. Let's get this dancing. They did that. The kids were the only, the black kids were the only ones who were like dancing on beats. So it made me laugh. Mm. Uh, but but also, I was like, when it was segregation, maybe they were the first kids to be in this school as a desegregation method or like effort. And that's why there was only five of them. I don't know. Uh, but, but we see Sue. She's suddenly leaving her family dinner at eight. What time is it? Eight o'clock. I gotta go. That's why it wasn't until well, we'll get there. But Carrie meets Miss Collins and she talks about her about her dress and she's like, I made it. Um, I was kind of the continuity, which thank you for that term and that word, because the her curl her and her little tussle with her mom, she was like wrestling through her hair. She gets to prom and all of her curls are back in place. Her hair is perfect. Every every curl is as it is. This is blonde type 1A hair. You mean to tell me that curl stayed? You want me to believe that the hairspray worked that that much, huh? I don't believe it. It's just it's, I don't believe it. Interesting choices. Interesting choices. Yes, yes, it is. Um, but then Miss Collins comes up being weird. <laughs> yeah. 
And I don't know. I didn't like that scene, honestly, of Miss Collins sitting there telling her about her prom. Like, baby, it's not about you. It's, it's not. It's her first prom. Let her enjoy it with her date. And you're also giving her, like, romanticizing her, your experience and trying to romanticize her while she's actively in anxiety because she's uncomfortable. You're trying to set her up for the potential of being kissed, which she's never even gone on a date. This is not her boyfriend. This is someone that she just went to prom with. There was so much in that conversation I didn't like. And then Tommy walked up and was like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> yes. And she That's leaves. The but they're so awkward. They were just They don't know there. each other. They don't know each other. It makes that. sense. But also, Tommy said some misogynistic shit talking about don't let me catch you hugging any guys like that because her and Miss Collins hugged before Miss Collins walked away. And I said, who the fuck are you, her daddy? Because her daddy ran away with another woman. She ain't got one. <laughs> Shut up. He um, didn't know that. but He don't know that, but he also don't need to step in trying to take the place of her daddy because by all means, y'all are in the same grade. We are peers. Y'all not who she can't hug. You are not her boyfriend. And even if you were, she can hug another, another penis-having body. Shut up. Now he Shut invites up. her to like their little cool hangout place. After and then he asks her again to dance. And by this time, I'm like, I don't know if Tommy and Sue are in on this completely. Because I was And thinking, I was like, Sue maybe, but not Tommy. But not Tommy. I was confused because he went to the center of the dance floor for them to dance. And I literally wrote, girl girl ah. like that to me was like <laughs> where are your antennas why is he taking you to the middle of the dance floor y'all could have danced right by your table like I just was like <gasps> where's your antennas right but then um the music that was playing while they were dancing was describing the scene perfectly and I was like y'all didn't need to do all of that it was I literally didn't even hear like, the music so it, like the lyrics was like oh and I'm at my prom and I never thought I would be here and it's a dream come true will you kiss me tonight like it was so weird too much. OD. OD. Yeah. Um, I mean, but they do kiss. They on the dance floor? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I was writing down shit because I was uh, I start Carrie started asking the questions and I realized that's why he kissed her. Why yep. she started asking questions. What's up? Um she asked who wrote the poem then, because he was like, It wasn't my poem. I asked you because you liked the poem, but it wasn't my poem. Well, who the fuck wrote the poem? Um, they're dancing and she starts getting elated and they're spinning and you can tell that this is elation because they start spinning really fast and then my vertigo said bitch they are spinning too fast this is a slow dance I did not like that director's choice like I feel like you could have conveyed that they were dancing without the whole spinning not without the spinning necessary. It was, it, and it was a slow dance why are you spinning that fucking fast this ain't the salsa this ain't a merengue but by that time I was like okay Tommy is actually enjoying Carrie's company and she's so. enjoying his that's why I was like, okay, he's not in on it. Um, so now they're doing the the ballots for votes. And I said, how the fuck did their names get on the ballot together? That's when I thought Sue was in on it. Because how the fuck did their names get on the ballot together? It just came out that y'all, you and Tommy weren't going to prom together. But now all of a sudden, though it is the last name, Tommy and Carrie are on the ballot together. Not a cross out, not a scratch out. Y'all printed this out. This is typewriters. Y'all ain't had no copy machines like that. What is going on? I think because I think of the rumors, the rumors before, because when the whole time when she was getting the lipstick, the rumors were spreading and the rumors were spreading. People were talking about it. At and the, they knew Tommy was popular. It doesn't matter who he yeah. went with. Tommy was going. But Tommy my thing is, how did they, how, even if they were like, yeah, put him on there as a joke. Ha ha. How did they get it? Like, this is what made me think that Sue might have been involved. 
um, even or my, maybe oh boy who was like, yeah, I'll be a part of the committee for ballots. There's no way he could have gotten the ballots beforehand to add their name as an additional. Like it just was weird. I felt like I didn't understand what happened, but then they are discussing who to vote for. And Tommy's like, vote for us, which yeah, yeah. the devil do with you know? modesty. Do you know? Do are you a part of this or are you just like, nah, we're gonna vote for ourselves because I still want to ruin prom king? Because he is popular. He is, you know, Tommy Ross. Does he still just want to win prom king? See, I didn't know because I I genuinely thought he was getting to know Carrie and getting to know. They barely knew each other. They don't know each other, you know? So it was interesting. Mm. So Carrie um, was lightweight onto them. You know, she was feeling suspicious, but the plot against her was real and it was layered. So there was no way she was going to be able to catch on to everything. Then you fast forward to mom, or not fast forward, you flip to mom who's at the house just freaking out. She got these huge ass, beautiful, probably organic vegetables and she's just rough chopping shit because she's like, ah, no direction. Ah. Just no direction. Table, like, girl. I think she was probably figuring out which knife she was going to kill her daughter with. She sharpened it up and was like, can it cut through a, through a huge carrot? Yeah, one clean swipe. Because what was happening? Um, and then the girl with the fucking... The girl with the rainbow hat had the rainbow hat on at prom. They wanted you to know exactly the who best she was. Friend, yeah. The best friend, right? Directorial decision. It is prom. Why the fuck would she still have on this hat? You can give her like a, a very noticeable... A hairstyle. rainbow lapel. A pin in her hair that was still a rainbow. Whatever. If this is this girl's thing, she likes rainbows. You could have... You, if she was going to put on the, the fucking softball socks and some chucks too. Fuck it, it go all the way. Me. It didn't make any sense. Why would she have on this beautiful dress, whatever it was? I didn't really see it if it was beautiful. At all. But it was silky satin, polyester, whatever. Why would she have that on and then have on this fucking hat? It just pissed me off. Um, then she meets up with the, the dude who was at the pig par- farm with um, Billy and Chris. Billy and Chris. And she's kissing him and his big ass. And they just drop all the ballots on the floor and do this push under a table with their foot. But it was so obvious. They didn't go behind anything. They didn't go to where it was less lit. They didn't go to a corner. Nothing. Just in front of everybody. What the shit? And, and Billy and Chris by that time is there. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Where are they? And we find out after that little scene, oh, they're under the stage. Which that meant they crazy. had to have gotten there good and early to sneak in before everybody else. They've been kicking it. They under there drinking beers. Again, does not make sense because beer makes you have to pee. Y'all been there for hours. If the committee showed up at 630, that meant you had to show up at six. We're now at least nine o'clock. You've not had to pee. Nobody has seen you. Nobody. It just said that it makes sense. Okay, but they needed to show that they were bad, right? The crowd um, is not the fact that they win prom king and queen, but they cheer. Yeah, we see that okay. slow pan from the and bucket, she- like the little setup to do the little thing. Like this yes. scene pissed me the fuck off. It was. It no. number one, it was long as fuck. How long are we at prom? How long does this need to happen? Get her to prom, have her dance, take us to the bat. Like, what the fuck? It was so long. Everything oh. in slow motion was a very bad director's choice. Why the fuck would you put everything that bothered the fuck out of me? I felt like it was to emphasize how happy, happy she was in that moment. She was satisfied, she had come to 
her decision, her unease about her decision was then like put to rest because she won prom queen and everybody is cheering for her. She looks beautiful under the spotlight. Now that I get, but I feel like it lasted too long. I feel like it maybe, yeah, it you could have shown that. And I feel like you're just, that was lazy. You're a lazy director. It was. Her walking up to the stage was just like, whatever. She, she had on these heels and she had on heel heels. She ain't never walked in heels before. How does she know how to wear them? How is she so comfortable in this? She's just going up there. The PE coach is clapping and crying. The English teacher is looking at her with some kind of doubt in his eyes, but he's clapping. Um, I was she like, the PE coach, and I'm just like, wow, it was so like weird. I wasn't sure if she, if Sue, the coach peeps Sue, and I said, wait, is Sue part of the plot? Because I actually, I was not sure what was going on at that point. Now, um, so when Sue, because Sue is like behind the stage and she noticed that the rope is, and that's when I knew, I was like, Sue is not in on this. She's not in she, it. She literally follows the train, the line of sight, and she sees the bucket. And I was like, she okay, running both out, of these people like, are not in what? on this. I did like the lighting reveal of Chris and um, Billy being under the stage and how the light. The silhouette. Looked, the silhouette of them under there. I did like that. I did it because that's not realistic. How does nobody seeing this? No, but because they're all looking up on stage at Carrie. You don't see movement at the bottom though. I just maybe if you're all you're not looking at the bottom. You're looking at the people spotlighted. So that was kind of the only right. reason that the light was revealing them was because they were spotlighting the people on the stage, right? So that to me was kind of cool. But I do think there would have been one or two people that would have noticed that, and it wouldn't have just been Sue who was behind stage. How does she even get onto campus? How is she in the auditorium area for her to be in the prom? Where are the security? Where is their antennas? It just was like, hmm, okay. Um, But then Chris pulls the, you know, she's trying to, well, Sue's trying to warn and we're trying to get Chris because, like, she literally opens it. My thing is, though, as Miss Collins is pulling her, you didn't see her open. You didn't see these people. That and bothered I, the fuck out see, of me. And my and that bothered me too. And my mind said maybe, maybe Miss Collins thought that Sue was about to run up on stage on some hater shit. But she was literally well, no. Maybe she, maybe she thought she, maybe she was falling up stage and she's like, no, before you get up on this stage, you try to ruin this girl's moment. I didn't. It, the continuity was weird. It was weird. It was weird. It was weird. She might have been able to see. But here you go. And Miss Collins drags her out and like locks the, the door. door. She's and out there. And she's like, Ooh. I feel like that was like the cue. It's like showtime. Because Chris saw that she was distracted and being pulled away. Chris pulls that bucket and the blood hits her. And Tommy get, got hit by the blood too. He didn't move out of the way. He got hit by some of the blood too on his arm. So mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, so maybe Tom and Sue. Tommy and Sue really did not know. No, um, he, he did not, I feel like. Because after that, it was all slow motion, no sound. I and mean, lips, like, what the hell is this? Is he was definitely saying. like, what? And so um, the sound of the dripping from the pail on the blood was aggressive because, number one, the blood had already gone down. Mm-hmm. This is not water. It's blood, which means it's thicker. It's, it's going to take a little bit longer. And it was just like, bloop, bloop, bloop. That was annoying as fuck, and it lasted far too long. Um, and then the bucket finally falls and somehow hits Tommy on the head. Now, the whole, like, hexagonal, oh, everybody's laughing 
because the mom's words were echoing. I was very confused at first because I was like, are they really laughing? Or is, is, this, just what really Carrie, is this just what Carrie sees because she's always been bullied? And it was just- and the fact that they didn't show a depiction on whether or not that was real. There was no flashback to see what was really happening because why would Miss Collins, the PE teacher, also be laughing at this situation? It didn't make any sense. Because the only one laughing was the girl with the rainbow hat. And she was laughing hard as hell and was trying and to, trying to get everybody else started. and nobody else was falling into it. And then all of a sudden everybody was laughing and I felt like Carrie's delusion, like this is coming to fruition. And I put, here we go. She finna kill everybody. She's like, uh, nobody gets to leave. Nobody gets to leave. And I said, okay, cool. The fire hose comes up looking like, um, a snake being charmed and starts firing. And we know fire hose pressure is hard as fuck. Cause that's what they like to do to civil rights activists. So I was confused. I was like, are y'all getting electrocuted? I feel like they were- Some people got electrocuted. A teacher got electrocuted. The hose was knocking people down who were trying to um, escape. Um, The English teacher was one of the people that got electrocuted. And I said, I know that's right because Mm -mm. he deserved. I thought that was the principal. Oh, then if he, okay, even better. Even- The one that took the mic? Yeah. So then it was the principal. It was the principal. They the white men just look the same to me, honestly. The the they English really class. It could have been either one. Yeah. Um, Chris and Billy were outside watching all of this happen. And I said, How the fuck did they get outside of the building? That look, that didn't make sense. You was just underneath, I think in between ago. And the doors were closed because Carrie immediately started flipping out and all the doors got closed. So when did, why did we not see them running and escaping? Why did nobody, none of the teachers saw them come out. Nobody saw anything. They're outside. That shit pissed me off. The PE well, maybe we missed it. I'm trying to think. Maybe we missed it because we were writing. The PE teacher gets slammed by, um, I don't know. A bleacher or something? Anyway, she dies. She did. And I said, oh shit, why you kill her? She had. She deserved it. And look, I was at first. I was like that too. And I was like, no. She was very much an op throughout this whole. She was. She was. So then, with her, Mm -mm. the electrocution starts a fire, and now it's a big fire, and everybody is burning. And I said, cool. Everybody in the building gonna die. I was upset about them black kids because you know they didn't bully her. Look, but that whole split, the little screen split with between like Chris and Billy and the teacher dying. That was annoying to me. I feel like you could have made that so much better as a director. You didn't have to show it like split screen like that. I guess it was to it like, oh, more confusion. It could have been them watching and seeing this is very supernatural because how did this start? Like them being able to actually be witness to the fact that this is not some fluke accident that happened as a result of a fire alarm being pulled. No, they could have been, maybe it was that. But then for them to turn around, I was like, really? She better. So then she's walking down the road looking real zombie and like weirdish. They had to pour more blood on her because the initial scene of the pig blood pour was not that much blood all over her. But when she's walking, it was so much. And she's like, you know, just covered in it. And Chris is driving this car and I think it's Billy's car. And Billy's not saying shit, but she's actively trying. She's trying to hit her with trying to hit her. That was And then Carrie just like literally turns around and the car just spins. Honestly, it's being able to move things with her mind. She saw that car and moved it out of her way. And the the crash scene was funny because uh, the way that her head whipped around like that. But it also was kind of freaky because she was probably feet from being hit when she turned around. She had no fear. 
she it, it was, was interesting it was anticlimactic for me honestly it uh, it was but not anticlimactic for me but it was just it was spooky because why did her neck look around like that i was like, like that's it that this I, person I, who has bullied you all that you just flipped the car and that's girl and I blew that bitch up they dead died dead i don't know i think in the newer one she actually the car doesn't flip she actually like crashes the car while they're still in it and they're still alive and it's more like oh i'm gonna sit here and make you pay like, I just, I feel like it was so anticlimactic. I'm not going to lie. The the make you pay would have been a little bit better for me. But I did think that them also dying in a fire was cool. Because everybody else died in a fire. And they died in a fiery explosion. <laughs> so. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I still wish. I more. wish. For, I yeah. Wish for, um, but I did say fuck yeah. Because I was like, yeah. The way she was walking, going up to her stairs and walking home and stuff was also spooky as shit. Um, Sissy SpaceX's decision to walk like that, I felt like, mm. <laughs> But wow. she gets home and all the lights are on, and I'm just like, girl, what lights? It wasn't, no, 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 no. There weren't lights. Those was candles galore. Yes. And I, what the fuck I is like, candles? I was like, all them candles lit. Can you save some for the vigil? Okay. <laughs> because you know it's about to be a vigil for all <laughs> these damn students that die. And um, the parents, I mean, and the teachers. Shit. And the teachers, all the admin and staff that was there. Um, she's looking up her stare, looking at her hands as she's walking into the house and trying to like piece together in her mind what has happened. And she's walking up the stairs, and the entire upstairs is dark. All downstairs is lit up with these candles. Upstairs, dark as fuck. Well, she was clearly looking for her mama before then because she peeked in her bedroom, didn't see her. So she was like, okay, I guess I'll take a bath. I'll take a bath. And where was mom? Upstairs, Upstairs. behind the goddamn door. Because right after she... First off, the way you took a bath in peace... Why wouldn't you take you a shower? You were what? not clean, my This baby. was, again, them trying to sexualize her because why would she not just stand and take a shower? Did this house not have a shower? Because I do know of that as a thing and not even on some, like, lower... I, I know of areas. It, it looked like more of a bath setup, but you didn't see. It was all at the level of like that. The bath, bath level. Yeah. So we don't know if it had like a little shower head. But, the but I know of two, I know of houses to this day that don't have showers. They, which, they New Orleans. There's plenty of houses that don't have showers. You bathe. You take you take a bath. But, but it was pig blood, babe. Let that thing be completely running. Don't sit in that standing water. That, like gross. you make. Uh, it was filthy. It was filthy, and. The fact that she was trying to get comfort from her mom, and mom like, needed comfort. Mom was like, eh, eh, "This is uh, uh, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have gave it to your dad first." You know what? what is this conversation? She was funny to me. She was like, "I should have aborted you and me when I was pregnant." I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> she took us both Damn, out. Bitch. But when she said, "My whole thing was like, were were they not married?" Because she was like, "It was a sin." giving into it was sin. He looked at me like that and I gave it to him and I just was like, this is weird where you guys not married. Are, are Is everything a product of your sin? Are you punishing Carrie because of your sin? You feel like Carrie is a product of you being weak, of you being this and now she gets all of your religious zealousy and your like inflexibility and your rigidness. She got all of that because you sinned? Bitch. I'm honestly confused. Were you raped? Because she was like, oh, yeah, we was in bed all this time and we never fucked and he got never drunk did. and he took and me then. and I liked it. And no, I'm just like... Was, I think she was she was trying to be focused on her God, but that pussy was thriving. 
And she had already given it up one good time. So she was like, yeah, I liked it. And I gave it up the way that, you know, with the smell of whiskey on his breath, I gave it up smooth. Okay. But I just was like, Carrie girl, where are your antennas? This conversation is not one that your mom's ever had. She's opening up in ways that you've never seen her. Where, why are you not like side eyeing what the fuck's going on with mom? She said, let's pray. Yes, mama. And she said for the girl, last time, Carrie. She did not peep that. And I was like, girl, what's going on? Where are your antennas? Y'all about to die. Spidey senses was off. It was too much. She was overstimulated. The day had been hard for her. Um, she, mom was smiling all weird. And I said, why? And then all of a sudden you saw the light off of the goddamn knife. And boom, she stabbed her in the fucking back. And she rolls down the stairs. I didn't like that. I was like, girl, why? Mm, that role was aggressive. But also when she said, let's pray. Do y'all only know the Lord's Prayer? I feel like uh, these scary movies only know the Lord's Prayer because that's the only prayer y'all be doing. True. They said, listen, what's the easiest one? What's one that would scare people? <laughs> everyone everyone kind of knows the Lord's Prayer. and They're like, oh, this is scary. If you make something that everyone knows and is comfortable with and you put it into a thriller sense, it becomes terrifying. And then you can, ref- you know, it can be referenced. And you're like, oh, my God. We just we just said the Lord's Prayer. Did you see that movie where they said the Lord's Prayer and then this I happened? I just feel it's so lazy. Like maybe if but, don't rely on religious uh, zealotry to be for scare factor if you're not gonna actually do the. And I really feel work. like Steve, again Stephen uh, King. I I feel like he didn't write in the Lord's Prayer. I feel I like just, he said they prayed. They got down on their knees to pray, and, and as they were praying, there's so much details he didn't have to give, and the director had to be like, uh, I, I guess don't know. We'll, we'll sit here and uh, do <laughs> the Lord's, Lord's Prayer because I'm not religious. You know what? So but, I said, girl, Carrie, use your fucking powers. You with a knife, you don't roll down, you over here backing up. Like, and it was reverence for her mom. She didn't want to, like, whatever. Her mom did she the did it. Sign of the cross with the knife. With and I was the like, knife. You're going to die, Carrie. So when she first started using her powers, I said, thank God. And I literally wrote, thank God. Because that matricide, um, kid aside, because I don't know what it's called when you kill your kids. But I know matricide, infanticide, there you go. Matricide, infanticide is all about, is all in God. Patricide, infanticide, God is all about that. If you look at that Bible and the way that these men wrote it. God was off. So I said, thank God. This was absolutely a time that God stepped in for her. Because she shanked the fuck out of her. She said, Everything sharp. Everything sharp came through. And she was up there like Disco Jesus. Look, I was like, what was the point in that? For her to replicate Disco Jesus that was in the prayer closet. That's not even real Jesus. You made this fake Disco Jesus just so you could replicate it in the movie. I just, that bothered me. That's it. Mom replicated Disco Jesus. And I said, is she orgasming while dying? The sounds that she was making were too pleasurable and sexual for me. Mm, I didn't even mean that. She, and I felt like she was. She was dying like Christ, which for her religious self would be the dream, right? Um, it was, which give it to God, right? Um, and she just was like, uh, it was too much. I said, oh God, girl. Oh God. I didn't even peep that, but I was like, Carrie, you need to run. Like you already killed everybody and you just let's get out. Let's get out. Just, she, just died with her, she died with her eyes wide open, looking like um, looking like disco Jesus. And then the fact that she was standing, she she had her hands like whatever she had. I said, uh, dead weight falls. 
whatever. So I said, okay, so now what? I thought that was the end of the movie, right? I thought she was going to do, do Okay, I got to leave because I done killed a whole school of seniors and my mama. And, te- and teachers and, and principals and, and my mama. Like, we gotta I go. got to go. People are going to start asking questions. But I said, now what? So then she all of a sudden does this random scream. Thank you wet and unimpales her mother and I'm just like and what takes are you doing? her down I said what the fuck is this only part of her music she only took like one part of her down one and part and like, she holds her and I said the house is imploding it is literally crumbling on its side itself and it starts burning up fire was a another constant theme um and then they go into the closet which the fire made sense to me because they had all them goddamn candles. It didn't make sense to me though because when she was, was killing her, big. all of a sudden there was lights on in the house. What the fuck? Does Carrie also have the power to work the electric? Yeah, because she she did the light bulb in the um gym. She did. Why she didn't turn the electricity on when she was coming in seeing all them candles? I'm just asking the questions. You're right. It was weird. So they go into the prayer closet, like you said, to die, which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah. because we had said something earlier, like. <laughs> mom was trusting her in the prayer closet like we, she won't burn all that shit down and guess what the fuck she did burn all that shit down now nah, she's in the prayer closet what was up with the close up of the Jesus statue I didn't get it Jesus is glowing eyes again cause mom died like disco Jesus and now the house is on fire so Jesus's eyes have a reason to be glowing but I said the devil is really taking her back <laughs> mom called her a sin said she was from the devil said her dad was of the devil and the devil took her I think that the mom had the same powers as Carrie, though. That whole, they're going to laugh at you. She had those same she powers, but she was, very, she was very much not with it, though, because of her religious zealotry. She was like, oh, this is evil. Mm-hmm. But instead, she just let it scare her. And I just, mm. Come on, mm. mom. Come on. So mm. it was just, that was interesting. Um then you have the whole senior class is dead upon Sue's waking. You have mom talking on the phone and she's like, I can't, I couldn't have handled another reporter. So she's talking to a friend. Yeah. But the friend asks how Sue is doing and she's like, oh, she's sleeping too, what, too much. And I said, bitch, what, the, what else? Tra- she's traumatized. And she's the only survivor out of all of that. Out of all of those people, because her boyfriend died, all her friends died, her administrators died, her school is a pile of, of hot smoking ash. And, and bones of multiple students. She is fucked up, mom. Talking about she's sleeping too much. I said sleeping too much for what? What should she be doing? Now, that whole dream she had that we didn't know was a dream at first, she was crossing all of those like little crosses, which I was like, okay, that's your little friends and family. That's your little friends that died in the, in the TV mm-hmm. and shit. She took the she, flowers to Carrie. Which I was like, okay. And it was like, Carrie White burns in hell. Mm-hmm. And she plants the flowers at the grave. And I thought that was interesting because it was like the, the it looked like lava rock because it was like dark rock and she was on her knees and I was like, that can't be comfortable. It, I know it was probably soil, but I was mm-hmm. burnt house. Like how long has this been? Where is this? And we figure out it's a dream, but literally um, Carrie like reaches up and tries to wow, take from the with gra- I said, bitch, that was the only time I said, ooh, that was the only time I was legit scared <laughs> in yeah. the entire movie. And that girl is literally traumatized. Like, she's sitting there screaming in her mother's arm. And I said, yeah, Carrie, fuck with her and her inner dream. Fuck with her for the rest of her life. Because I don't know if she was in it or not, but this shit started with her. It and really she had did. not invited her to... Boy, so... I just felt like that whole... 
thing was like, oh, even I even tried to be nice to this little annoying Pass bully it. girl, and look, and I, I I'm trying to be nice to her. To hell with That's it. It was, I, yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Oh, so we're at the end of the movie. It's that time for the ranking. What was oh, your? How many oh, ticks did you have? Oh, my bad. It show is no. You go first. I had where's the adult have four. Mm-hmm. At twelve, adulting had nineteen. Mwahaha, which I thought would have more, only had four. A lot of that shit was anti-climatic. <laughs> okay, but oh, funny had nine. Your wahaha was your evil laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But funny, not evil had nine. Patriarchy mm-hmm. disguised as religion had ten. Child abuse disguised as religion had fifteen. Watch these white kids had twenty-one. Carrie deserved better had 16 and bad director's choices had six. Okay, so um I'm gonna do my why what the fuck fuck the director at the end. So girl what the fuck had 31. Just questions, just questions throughout the movie. Bitch had 17, mom what the fuck had 13. Misogyny had seven, blaming Carrie, bullying Carrie. That was kind of me being like, I get why had five. <laughs> in hindsight it was I understood why they were bullying her um, the LOL had 11 sex shaming had 5 badass kids had 8 no means no had 3 but I felt like it should have been more because um, even Miss Collins if I say I don't want to go to prom bitch I don't want to grow yeah. um, where are your antennas had 12 they deserved it uh, in my Chicago voice they deserved it Ages there did uh had eight and why what the fuck and fuck the director had 21. I, I did not like his directorial decision. He made a lot of bad choices. He made a lot of bad choices. I felt like uh Stephen King deserved a little more. But for him to be put on the map with this movie as it being his first movie, it it set him on a uh path of Stephen King greatness, right? I just, it made me just want to read the book more now. I I want to read the book, people. We, because the movie was just so bad. Yes. And okay, so Babe will will oftentimes watch movies with us, or, you know, but this time she watched with me and she, after the movie was so like, what? That she decided she went on a rabbit hole to learn about the book. And that's how I got the information about it being, he was 26, it was two years before, whatever, right? People who read the book were, were like, oh, this book is amazing. I don't know how they felt about the movie. Mm. I don't know how they felt about the movie. I do know that IMDb gives it 7.4 out of 10 and Rotten Tomato gives it 93%. What's your um, but you, you know Rotten Tomatoes likes to go hard in the paint for things that we all often think should not be that. Um, my ranking was a four. Mine Great was lecture. a four. Okay, yeah. Yours was four? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, we the movie gets a four out of ten. Um, Maybe do better. Not for the story, for the directorial decisions. For the story as well. I just I feel like y'all demonize Carrie too much. Like I don't know that to be true because I don't know. I'm saying not for Stephen King's version of the story. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. The directorial version of what we saw in this story, absolutely. Yes. So the directorial version. Mm. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, baby. <laughs> so that was that was our our um new it's fitting that this is the 18th episode. 
like, oh, graduating, yay, almost grown little baby, Carrie, four out of 10. Four out of 10. Let us know how y'all felt about the movie, what your ranking would it be, and that information to P-O-A-M-R-P-O-D.com. Um, our episode 19 is going to be Silence, The Silence of the Lambs, the original one. Hopefully it'll be scary because nothing it'll be has scary. been doing it this season. So. Yeah, the year will be 1991, so we'll hop into that and we'll be released 12. Uh, what you call it? So let's get up out of here. That was season two, episode 18. And you go ahead and play us out. Bam, bam. Peace, guys. Bye. A lot of stuff happens that the news won't tell you. Politicians invest in body bags, headstones, tombs, root. Going to tell, stalk you out of bomb ballroom. With whole vaccines from foreign lands, variants in the world, boom. King of the dead, siege, perilous, courageous, can't take my citadel. Infantry men storming me, hidden offense, guillotine the next, sleep with the dead, and clearly excel. Fuck these old cats.